0: Moto One Podcast Network.
1: You're listening to Creative Writing, the podcast that's like that missing 10
0: millimeter, but you kind of wish you never found it. Somehow you did. And like our supporters on Patreon, you too can support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash creative writing. While you're at it, head over to our Zazzle store. Check out our merch there by searching Creative Writing Podcast. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, anywhere else except for TikTok and Ding Dong because we ain't going to go there, but on Twitter we are. And Tumblr, thanks, bye.
1: Follow your lead. You certainly will. And the reason is why, because I'm the track coach on today's episode. Welcome, everybody. This is episode two, one, one of the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. I think we should celebrate with the beer pop. Oh, my God. This is the first beer I've... Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I just popped a beer, and we have a a guest in studio who's on the wagon right now. Oh,
2: it's a hard wagon. Yeah, this is... Well, that's what
1: she said. This is uh, Motorcycles Anonymous, and we are here to... Promote beer, but not more motorcycles. (laughs) So I think we all have enough motorcycles. Um, So this is episode 211. In the house with us tonight is the the sweetest of talkers, um, Brady Walker. And he's here today to promote not only his uh, brand new cologne, but he's also got a track day that's coming up
0: Mm -hmm. um, and
1: several other events that you hear us talk about weekly on this show. We mention them even after they're over. Sometimes I'll, I'll swing back and say, it's coming up again next year at this time. So keep your eyes peeled for that. So, listen, on this week's show, we're going to talk about a couple things. Um, I really wanted to talk about heads on this show. I wasn't, we do a moto scan. We've been doing a moto scan like every week um, where we shoot a laser at a motorcycle and we go from the top down, from the front back. You melted
2: that last bike with a laser. <sighs> That's the problem. You got to
1: make sure you find the
2: right adjustment um, on the laser th- device.
1: I had basically been kind of going off of, you know where is it pointing to? But once I once we were got bullshitting so good, and I turned over and I realized I hadn't turned it off, and it was just a smoking pile of plastic and metal. I actually came in. I was like, maybe that maybe that's just one of his bikes, and, and that's remember, the way he rolls. Yeah, but, and, uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> he rolls uh,
1: <laughs> rolls sort of slobsided. Yes, and I thought it was a popcorn popper. We had some juicy, delicious popcorn. I wouldn't describe popcorn as juicy ever. Like juicy um, popcorn, not a not it a is good way. put
2: Starburst on it. <laughs>
1: Or, or the fruit that is juicy, um, yeah. So I, I, yeah, juicy—not a good way to describe popcorn, mm-hmm. but it is a good way to describe motorcycles. Uh, so today we're gonna have a, a sort of a juicy primer uh, on motorcycles. We're gonna be talking about heads, and uh, I, we had to start over because yeah, like I said, I heads felt- like
2: heads on the people or heads of the engine.
1: Well, you know what? Or One like would take a lot headers. longer. One would take a lot longer to analyze than the other. If we could, if we got into MotoGP riders' heads, we could be covering. There's a lot of different oh
2: you mean topics like the, there. The, 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 so the heads that you're discussing today is the thinking you know what's be what's going on in that uh, sure. tiny pea brain <laughs> yeah. up there.
1: No because that's the harder topic than just oh. talking about motorcycle heads. Okay. Uh you know speaking of heads though um What's got to? I mean, MotoGP. I don't hear update. slash, slash, flash, flash news, oh, news bang. No. Coronavirus. It's I finally know. reached the. It's finally reached motorcycling in, in a way other than just hitting manufacturing.
2: That's true. I'm very, very disappointed. And um,
1: MotoGP has been. I think pushed it's back. hilarious
2: that uh, Moto Two and Moto Three are welcome to <laughs> compete, though.
1: <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> who cares about just because they're going to be the future riders someday, right? Who cares? Um,
2: And um, I'm scheduled to go to Mugello in um, late May. Yeah, I was worried about that. So I don't know what's going to happen. It's it's kind of like, hmm.
1: Listen, this is not dissimilar to the Fukushima reactor. Remember the tsunami in Japan back in twenty? How could I forget?
2: I was there when it happened. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, I was, was that- battling the the tsunami.
1: Oh, just, yeah. I thought you were going to say you were racing Battle sword. of the Twins, but that's right. You were there. Uh, I remember those memes of you that popped up afterward. It was pretty epic. Uh, some, some guy got a tattoo of you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was my dad. Oh, shit. <laughs> Does your dad really have a tattoo of you? I think Um, with a samurai sword battling the tsunami
2: (laughs) that fucked up Fukushima in our Pacific Ocean with all that bullshit. I'm gonna get a
1: tattoo of your dad. Yes, getting a tattoo of you holding a sword fighting the tsunami in Fukushima. Out of control. Yeah. Well, hey, motorcycle related. Back then, the. Reactors. The Fukushima reactor uh, started leaking, and a lot of the MotoGP guys didn't want to race then. It's like, come on, oh, you guys. Oh,
2: I don't remember. I wasn't watching it back then. Yeah, I could see. Yeah,
1: that. I think that was Stoner was still racing, so that had to be like 2016 oh. or 15, right? Something oh like that, no,
2: it was early. It was like decade ago. The yeah, Fukushima's well, okay. Been going on.
1: Maybe like yeah, yeah. 20 Maybe that was 2010. Right. Jesus, this decade has really. I could fun. look it up my
2: phone, but I'm not. I'm not even do that. look at my phone. Don't I do think that. not do that. Would, been at least Im- a that would imply that this
1: show does research, and we do and not do that much research. That's true. That's that's
2: true. Um, and did you do any um, research on the um, Dolphin Battalion that came out of Fukushima that has been um, fighting? fighting just going crazy over there just having parties
1: no but there was that alligator that taught other alligators to ride quads last time you were here Uh and i'm thinking the dolphin brigade was similar to the same thing smarter yeah
2: i think that's what the earth's gonna do they're gonna make animals smarter listen
1: all this pollution that goes out to the sea it includes our medications so not only are they able to control that's the whole reason animals really didn't rise up and get smarter earlier their their emotions were out of control see (laughs) uh like, th- they were intellectually, like, on par with humans, but they couldn't control their wild emotions, and... Uh,
2: Amen. Yeah. That's, that's a...
1: So now, guess what? Now that they've got, you know, Paxil and they whatever else... They probably
2: started the coronavirus, and someone's <laughs> like, how did that one person get in Seattle, remember? They're like, Yo, shit. how did it didn't even... It wasn't connected to anything. No. The dolphins from Fukushima are
1: fucking... Fuck. And speaking have of have a whole lab. And speaking of Fukushima in Seattle, there was, like, some dude's... Um, Harley Davidson that was in washed a shipping up? container and it washed up in Seattle they did not mention that the Dolphin tooth marks that were on the lock of that thing. See,
2: Dolphins love Harleys This
1: is, yeah and Zeros, which I need to talk about Zeros, by the way. The okay. new Dolphin Safe Blue Zero SRF that actually looks like a Dolphin. No the, way. The blue one, yeah I wish That's I had a picture cool. of it here. It looks like a Dolphin with like a red like paint under his eye, kind of like, you know, a decade ago hipster. Yeah. Um like he's a, ma- a member of MGMT or something like that. Um, the new
3: SRFS
1: came out or the new SRS, the new, it's like, you know, the SRF was the naked uh, zero. The new fared one came out and, and we haven't said a peep about it. Why is anyone talking about it? Well, because I'm a lame because oh, I didn't put it in the show you know. notes. And since I, I'm the only one that reads the show notes, even though I mail them to Wiggins every week, um... I'm the only one that reads them, and when I don't put anything in there, therefore the conversations go where I go, which has so far been everything but motorcycles, except for that we did talk about the Dolphin Brigade, which I'll probably cover on our blog. I should probably do that. No,
2: you never know. Yeah. People might want to know about these things.
1: Uh, the Dolphins may shadow ban me from ever talking about, um, you know, the fact that they're getting.
2: Don't try to swim across the Pacific, whatever you do.
1: Listen, I did once. I made it about 50 meters out from shore, and I I got too tired. I was, like, Uh, begging for dolphins (laughs) to take me back. (laughs) Uh,
2: Yeah. Well, they stay over there mostly.
1: Which is why I'm kind of scared to go to Roland Sands Moto Beach Classic and Wheels and Waves Mm -hmm. over in France. It's close, close Um, by the water. So, hey, let's quit BSing about stuff that only we know about. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's not real. I'm just saying that it's only (laughs) us that knows about it. And talk about something that is coming up this tomorrow, by the way. So we t- we talked about it last week, but tomorrow it's here. So March 7th is the... Classic Track Day. Yeah. First one of the year. Yeah. 2020, Streets of
2: Willow. Bring out your motorcycle. It doesn't <laughs> matter what motorcycle you have. We're looking for cool people well, that want to ride around.
1: Does that mean I'm Have not a couple invited. bucks in their pocket. It ain't cheap.
2: Yeah, but it's a fun-filled day, and all motorcycle you will you'll have a blast. Yeah, Everyone has a good time.
1: The reason we love it is because there's a no egos. Mm-hmm. Um. B nope. no no goes to turn nope. left in front of you or to share the road with you, and C, um, like you said, any bike can go. So I took Spamla out yep. there, and I think I was set slowest, second only to that old geezer out there on another Yamaha. Did you- Cafe did, racer.
2: Did you take it to actual track day? Yeah. Okay. Was that, was that at streets?
1: Yeah. No, no, no. It was a big track. It was a big track. Oh, yeah. boy.
2: Yeah, I could see her just being like, dad. Yeah. Why are you doing this Listen, to me?
1: about a quarter of the way down the f- front straight, we were topped out <laughs> at 73 miles an hour.
2: <laughs> That's the great. The streets now, so I don't know how many of your listeners know about the two different tracks, but- There's uh, actually three tracks, a a bunch of other stuff out at Willow Springs Yeah, if you count Horse Thief Mile, there's three, right? Horse Thief Mile, that's an actual track. It's over a mile. It's just over a mile long. And uh, up in the mountains, it's got a lot of uh, hills and stuff. Um, The first track that was built was the uh, Big Willow, and that was, uh, um, I think they first started racing there in like 53.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Is what it says on the sign. And it's American Historical Point of Interest, and- that one's a really, really neat track. You go very, very fast in perfect conditions. It's really, really neat. But you always get um, crosswinds and dust clouds. And
1: And also, I don't think people realize every single time I've been there, every single time, uh, it's calm most of the day. But at some point, it could be like early in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. It could be at night. Uh, it could be in the morning. Mm-hmm. The winds pick up and carry off your pop-up, your Barbecue, your I've small children. A, like I saw a, an RV get caught up and uh-uh. landed in the next county. Oh, it's a just whole like RV park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was that trailer park right next to the track and it got scooped <laughs> up and now it's three miles down the road.
2: But we do have an announcement. We have openings. Nice. Oh, the, sweet. Because all of them are gone.
1: Yeah. So we have more uh, there you openings go. for go uh, So if you've, parks. hey, even if you're going to be passing through and you don't have all your gear, you don't have your motorhome, your race bike, or you're going to be riding by, Yes. come through. Do the little writer's meeting around lunchtime. Tape up your lights real quick. I'll bring some painter's tape for Pete's sake because I plan on being there. And Well, you don't have to tape up your lights if you want to do the, um, the taste of the track. Taste of the track? Oh, so well, one even One thing that would be
2: fun is uh, we take a lunch break, and um, anyone who wants to just ride around the track for a few laps, it's 20 bucks, and it's really neat because you can go pretty fast, and or if you just want to go out there and experience it, um, you know, uh, so we're at Streets Willow, which is the uh, the other third track, and that's about two, just over two miles.
1: Yeah. It's not short, right? It's not a tiny track, even though it's the smaller track,
3: right?
2: It's got, uh, it's a lot more technical, a lot more turns, but it's a lot, a lot of fun. And so for the first one of the year, it's going to be about 70, just in the low 70s this weekend. It'll be perfect. We have gear, if you get a hold of me, by Thursday morning. Yeah. Uh, everyone gets a photo package so they can be Insta-famous, as we say. Dude. People will be like,
1: what? Is that you and guitar? <laughs> yeah, you could say Cute. it's guitar. <laughs> Unless your friends follow MotoGP, they'll never know uh, that guitar got canceled, right?
2: Follow our Instagram. I have a plethora of uh, photos, and my uh, friend Scott Murphy, who owns Race Reels, comes out and takes photos of everyone, and he does a really, really good job on the track and off the track and gets a huge photo package. But anyway, I've got so much of these great photos, and so it's always fun to go dig and pull things out and share it with people, but we've got a lot of photos of some really neat bikes and people looking like they're going fast.
1: He has 12 cameras and... One guy, and you swear to God, there was an octopus out there taking pictures because he gets so many different angles and different... And yes, he will make you look like... You could be doing 15 miles an hour on a straightaway, and he'll make it look like you're leaned over in a curve doing 120. Like he.
2: That's because he just takes the photo and just turns <laughs> it upside down.
1: It's all in the process. It's called Photoshop, and he is good at it. But yeah, he is... Uh, m- phenomenal uh photographer he's very dreamy he's easy on the eyes and mm-hmm. uh mm. and that those, if you if you are racing like brady said the the packages are easy on the pocketbook um compared to like what you would get with some track days that are like you know 300 bucks and it's like you know we're gonna have uh you know uh what's his face colin edwards is gonna be there blah, 25 blah, blah. bucks yeah. for a, an emailed photo
2: You know, you want to print, it'll be like 80 bucks, a whole day, 150 bucks. There you go. But Scott was already affordable, and um, I wanted to make sure that he wasn't going to um, do other things with his time. And so I sort of built (laughs) his thing into, I built his package into the actual cost of the track day. Nice. So whether you want it or not, you're getting the damn photos. you can't get out of it now. And if you don't want it, then you know what? Too bad. Yeah, and if you l- do want it, it's a super
1: deep Yeah, what the hell? And like I said, even if you're just passing through and you're going to be there around lunchtime, pay the ten bucks to get in and then do the taste of the track real quick, and you'll yeah. be uh, you'll be able to go out on a track where they race SCCA races, they race NASA races. It's it like Brady said, it's a piece of history. Mm-hmm. And if you're going for the first time and you're going to be st- Staying out there. It's going to be a two-day, right? Or is this, a one day? This, this is a one-day? This is a, a one-day day. event. Um, on the two-day events, there's like all sorts of hijinks and fun and partying and all that great stuff. And you got to check it out. It's I I go just to watch my friends race at the former Motor motor, motor, motor Corsica Classica. I wish they would change the name to something simple like SoCal Vintage uh, Grand, Grand Prix. Grand Prix. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, hey, before we get too much further into the show, we better pick a word of the week. Uh-oh. I said the word of the week from two weeks ago, and guess what? We would have had to uh, ace a kitten. So I know you're out of kittens. What, what's, what's next? Well, last week, in light of what the, sh- the mass shooting that happened in Milwaukee, we hugged instead. We weren't shooting people. We were hugging British, uh, washed-up British pop stars. And we had uh, Robert Smith, mm-hmm. uh, Morrissey, and uh, James Dean Bradfield from the Manic Street Preachers. And we still managed to kill one of them by hugging them a little too tight. So even hugs can be lethal. <laughs> Shit. This week's Word of the Week is junk, which happens to be my name. So, well, junkie. So should junkie count? Yeah, junkie and junk. Okay. And, and Wiggins yeah. will be here shortly. We're going to have to tell him. We're going to to tell him the word. But how are we going to tell him without saying the word? Well, someone's going to have to make a sacrifice. We're going to yeah, we're going to do some pantomime. Uh the word of the week is official right now. And wow, that bell on that Norton uh Commando sounds pretty yeah. weak. Uh what should we do? Um I've got all this ammunition now that we didn't we didn't uh have to shoot anybody last week, but I don't know what what kind of stocks you got. Listen, I say this week we shoot a Therm- shoot some of that thermite, and we place it underneath my old. No, let me think about this. I have an old. Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, you I, really I, can you don't need to applaud my even, non-idea. I
2: don't even know what the thermite is.
1: Yeah, it's that explosive uh, stuff that you can buy in blocks.
4: Oh, yeah.
1: So listen, in Arkansas, where I was born, there's this old stump. And on that stump was, a, uh, at one time, a thump keg. Very explosive in its own right. That's what my grandpa used to distill his uh, spirits in mm-hmm. <laughs> and distribute for maybe some extracurricular money mm. since uh, it was during the Great Depression and there was no, no jobs to be had in the woods. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm
2: at. If I can't uh, find a job here, I'm going off in the woods mm-hmm. making booze.
1: Well, listen... Hopefully uh, the revenueers don't find you. But listen, we that old thump keg has been out of commission for quite a while, but I'm sure there's some vapors in it still. I've got the vapors. <laughs> and I say we shoot at it. Okay. And luckily I have 17 of them. Even, even though I know there's only one vintage one, there's 17 other ones because I have been keeping up the family business to some degree. So we'll okay. shoot at the thump keg. And see what happens? Yeah, I'm just so sick of shooting cute kittens all the time. Uh, I know. Especially... People. Now that we don't it was have sad yeah. I cried
2: when I left here. <laughs> I
1: know I cried because I really wanted to get that appetizer you were talking about and when you when when you left empty-handed and I left empty stomached I was really broke up about the, all that so oh yeah <laughs> so um, hey let's get into some news uh, for this week actually I'm gonna call this flipping through oh my god I almost said my name see does it count or not
2: you didn't say it you cut yourself. <sighs>
1: Okay, flipping through the host's phone. I was looking up a whole bunch of stuff this week based on other shows I listened to. um, And I have to say, some interesting things came up. Uh, This week, well, I guess it was last week. um, Suzuki, we we hear about all the ADV stuff. ADV's been growing. Actually, about five years ago, somebody asked me if ADV was dead. you think ADV bikes are like, you know, about to die?
2: Like the uh, Advil? Yeah, I don't think so. No, people are so into those things. It's no,
4: crazy. it's
1: only grown, correct? Right. <sighs> and
2: I see the amount of people that go on some of these trips, like BDR and in mm-hmm. other adventure trips, and uh, they're way, way into it. But you know what? It is a very small <laughs> percentage. It might be growing, but it's a small percentage. Uh, yeah. I think any growth in anything is just because there's so many goddamn people. So there's obviously <laughs> going to be some sort of fucking growth. <laughs> But I don't. I um. I do think that that section of that stuff is alive and well. I, um, oh yeah. I picked up a magazine once, just for shits and grins. That was an adventure bike magazine. It's something I've never read because I really don't do an adventure. Intro, ad, do any adventure riding? But nor. I was very nor an intro rider, and um, I was very surprised at all the things that they do and how what they're into and yeah. what they're doing. And I was yeah. like, yeah, that's pretty fucking cool.
1: So my question is, uh. I used to watch back in the day, and I know he's still around, but I used to watch Jake the Garden Snake, and he would take his um, supermoto out into the Texas uh, suburbs and rurals and go nuts on this thing. WR 250, I think he had. Well, he upgraded to like a 450, then he upgraded to like a MT-07 or some Yamaha, you know the the like a FZ09, which it wasn't really an adventure bike. It's kind of like the Suzuki. What was the LM um, NPO? The LM uh, The LM the ADV. <laughs> uh, yeah, the FZ09. I know all these fucking numbers. What do they mean? Um, and he had that thing. And the it, S10. It, it was kind of like the <laughs> the S10. Why don't why don't. Bikes use car number, like car, you know, like the Impala, be, probably because it is a car. The only bike to do that, do you know the only bike to do that that I know of? Actually, there's probably more than Mustang. No, well, yes, the, the, Mustang. the Mustang scooter, right? The Cross Tour. The Honda Cross Tour is what they called the XR 1200X in Europe. They call it the Cross Tour here, or the NC 750, whatever the fucking ADV bike is. But, uh, yeah, they call it a cross-tour in Europe, but we had the cross-tour car here. So they're like, people are going to think it's a car. Everyone's going to be <laughs> like, we're not buying that. That's <laughs> I, a car. I heard you
0: can fit the family in this thing, and it's only got one seat.
1: Why does this car have only two wheels? <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, I, I know where you're going, though, is that the Supermoto guys, I think some of them crossed over to the ones that weren't racing Supermoto. Mm-hmm. They were just riding them. I think some of them- are. are fun over. for
2: a street bike, maybe yeah. if you're, you know, but it's, it's hard, especially living in LA, it's hard to mm. be, uh, I don't know, it's a big single, mm-hmm. <laughs> All the, whole, the whole day.
1: And and I think that he made the crossover to that FZ because he wanted to be an ADV bike. And mm-hmm. that's like a sport bike with lifted forks. I mean, and it, it still has like streetish tires. Come on. Kind of like yeah, a Yeah, I would
2: rather do a GS, uh, like an adventure ride yeah. with a GS rather than something like a Supermoto. They have their purpose for sure, um, but they're not a long-distance bike unless you're really, you know, that's the only fucking bike you got. And right. Hats off to you. It'll make it, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you think ADV, you think...
2: Uh, BMW, GS, yeah. the big monster GS, those uh, big guys. Uh, Massive
1: road trips, even w- though most people that? probably
2: go like... What's the Yamaha one called?
1: The uh, Well, the Super Tenere they have, but they also have a... Um, what was it called,
2: the FJ or something?
1: Well, they have the Super Ten, but you're thinking the FJ. That's the like sport tour bike. Okay. But they have yeah, the FJ. One. But they see they had the FZ07, which is now going to be the Tenere 700. But the the original Tenere was like 1100.
2: V Strom. Who's that? Suzuki. Suzuki. Yeah. V one. That's another big one that they all have uh-huh. for. And you want know another bike? Is actually becoming really into that. Is this fucking Ducati Scrambler? I know they've got those things they're decked out starting and they're cute
1: like, little goddamn yeah. bikes, and they are hot when they get them all hot rodded with all that gear. That's what I was going to ask you is, do you think this like, I mean, I know because ADV after like a long way around and long way down happened, the BMWs blew up and uh, well, or got more popular. They were already kind of hot shit, but they, they became like the adventure bike to have. And I think like the scramble, that, that's where I was going with this like Supermoto dudes. The Supermoto guys were like, hey, as we get older. Maybe we do want to take a trip. I think some of them, like, jumped over to the Tigers. And Jake, the Garden Snake. Those Triumphs are great, too. Just, just did a, tri- a Tiger one. 800 demo, yeah. Honda Africa Twin. Honda Africa Twin. See, the thing is, is I would Trends probably out. go for
2: something more like the Honda the African Twin than one of those big BMWs, because it's, it's big. It's a, it's a really, really, really big bike. And I know people know how to ride them, and they have whole schools about it yeah. and sh- show you how to do it. And people love. They're hardcore, I'll tell you what. But I still would rather have a little lean and mean and um, be light and nimble when I'm fucking doing stuff. But that doesn't mean – that means I'm not going 80 miles an hour on the long stretch of freeway.
1: Right. Well, and the Africa Twin is still like a 1,000. The new ones might be 1,100.
2: They're Uh, big. They're still pretty big. Yeah. I've got a little 87 XL 600 Honda. Booyah. It's like a little baby.
1: Booyah. You know, I always wanted an XT500 Yamaha. Those are great. Yeah. I still dream about – Having a Yamaha fleet. I don't know why I love Yamaha so much. I'm
2: a Yamaha fan myself.
1: I, the I've, TWs, dude, those would be so fun to blast around on. And then uh, when you really want to go somewhere, on. hop on a you know, an old XT or the old Yamaha used to have a big, bigger like 750 uh before ADV was like actually a thing, and I forget what they were called. But that the Ducati Scrambler, you're making a good point there they uh i think they're getting people to cross over cuz they look like a scrambler they're like the scrambler i'm thinking these, these scrambler kids that are around now and those are powerful little bikes and yeah. they
2: they're, they look pretty lightweight compared to something bigger
1: i think once they want to do something on them they're like listen we kind of need a robust subframe that's going to carry some weight and mm-hmm. you know we need to do this and that and they get on like a Quote ADV bike that's been built like a, like a uh, super. What's the KTM Super GT? No, what the fuck is that called? The KTM. Mm. It's not the Super Duke, but it's like the Super Duke GT or something. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I follow. Yeah, yeah. So I think that that's growing. Something that we don't see though, in at least in this part of uh, the world, is stuff like this Raider J crossover dual sport. This mm, thing Raider is Raider J. Raider J, and it's made by none other than. Suzuki, who made the DR Big, which was an 800 cc V Strom basically, then they came out with the V Strom, and now they came out with the V Strom 1050 this year, right? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Or are they I calling it so. the V Strom 1100? I can't. They call it the big boy. Yeah. Do you know what's the difference between the V Strom and the V Strom 1050?
2: probably some cc's <laughs>
1: no, they both had the same cc's what <laughs> that's the one funny has a thing. turbo <laughs> no.
2: one has guns on it
1: <laughs> one is almost exactly identical to the other except for the bodywork yeah oh my it's the bodywork and paint and i was like so they're calling oh, it they're calling it the 1050 game. now or whatever the hell they're calling it or the 1100 and it's the exact same cc as the old one was why didn't they capitalize on that on the old one well Because Suzuki's smart, and Suzuki only updates their bikes once every twenty years, so there's not that much R and D that has to go into it, and they can pull off a new marketing scheme like this. They Mm. also are famous for not releasing certain colors in America, like the yellow. Yeah, yeah, and then or or blues, super
2: bright yellow, a lot of blues,
1: and then they will uh, they'll wait a couple years and then release them and be like, "Yeah, this is the new model," and you're like whoa. Wow. And you they're like, psych. I mean, this has been available in other countries for like five years, but now you're getting it. Look, like, um, similar to the Harley Davidson yellow paint job. That's their new bike. Um, but yeah, to get back to the story, to make a long story even longer, this Raider J crossover dual sport that I read about is only available in the Philippine market right now. And that is because it's only, well, it's less than 200 cc's and it is at one of those underbone Bikes, but for the longest time, those underbone bikes in the Philippines and like you know Malaysia, a lot of the Asian countries, um, they were small. They were would transport eighteen people to work. You know, I would see pictures on videos on YouTube and pictures. Why would you put a picture on YouTube? Most of them are videos that I see on YouTube. (laughs) The the occasional picture where the person didn't know it was filming. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> and, or a picture with the music in the background <laughs> for like 20 minutes. There you
1: go. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, most of the videos would be of like at least three people on these underbones. Why would and they, So why
2: would they get so many people on
1: there? Because listen, they use them as actual taxis and stuff. Holy like that's the, that's, the, that's the difference between the United States and other countries. <laughs> Everyone, they have too many regulations. Them. Yeah.
2: But yeah, well, yeah. Everywhere else, it's like, fuck, you want to get, kill yourself? Have at it.
1: Listen, I said this on last week's show. If we want motorcycles to be more than a toy or a luxury item, we need to make, I think the rule in California is if there's a if there's a foot peg for your passenger, there's no minimum age for a passenger in California. Did you know that? Oh, there's no minimum age for is a passenger. What about having a, um, a, fi- a lizard uh, on yeah. your back? In Florida, that's probably cool. In California, PETA would to hunt you down, shoot you off your bike um, but as long as their feet can reach the passenger pegs um, and Let's support see, them they can go on there so my kids have been able to, to be on the back of my bike since they're six now getting mom to let them go on there has been a whole other challenge one which I still haven't conquered all the way yet not to her knowledge at least um, oh my god is she listening oh god she was whoa man <laughs> keep that thing away that'll from me that'll wake you up um but yeah, just put a footboard on it. That's my thing. We we the bikes already kind of have bench seats. Just put a footboard all the way back. Don't 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 attach it to the old uh, swing arm because then it'll go up and down, and the back person will get isn't launched that, off. Like, what, isn't that what Harleys already have on them? The swing arm has. a... <laughs> they just have these monster. Um, oh yeah, footboards, footboards. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're if someone's like riding close enough to you, they could probably put their feet on them as well. But so in the Philippines, that's the thing. You have like five people on. a a scooter going to work, um, and, or just, you know, you're dropping half of them off at school, the other one off at her laundry job. And then you go to skin chickens at, why am I saying, I don't know what people do. I'm saying one person's job that I know they do. Um, so anyway, they also race them instead of MotoGP. Mm -hmm. Of course there's like the Malaysian Grand Prix, but if you ask the population of Malaysia, uh, except for like the two guys that actually are Malaysian that race GP, what do you race? They race these little underbone things and they have, they rip on them. And And I've seen turbo ones. I've seen like nitromethane ones. I've seen them take these things, these little two stroke, like 125cc things. They're doing a hundred miles an hour with no fucking helmet and flip flops. That's the fucking, that's, that's, you know, Sounds exciting. Right. So now add to that the adventure thing. And they're actually building us this, this little adventure underbone. And it's it's purpose built. It is called, like I said, the Raider J. And I got a picture uh of it for you here. But basically the, the taking an underbone, if you take like the Yamaha R3. You have a picture? I, I gotta see what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you it. So Beginner bikes in America are the Yamaha R3, the KTM 390 Duke, and the Kawasaki Ninja 400. But in other countries, those are huge, especially yeah. because they are on stuff that's like usually sub 150. So here is a picture of the Raider J, and it's it's almost like a hot moped bicycle with uh, mountain bike tires on it. P- pardon me while we uh, hand this to Brady. Oh, oh God, it's not gonna work. Well, I yeah, it's like so, a uh it's yeah. oh,
2: pretty neat. It's got like uh, Suzuki styling
1: and- Yeah, and, and it's a shoddy, it's a shoddy picture from a trade show, but it's it's definitely um you know, you take what we were just talking about, the kind of things that you see people riding a donkey on or strapping 15 water bottles to, and you put some Kenda mountain bike tires on it and you call it a ADV bike, and that is their thing.
2: And it looks like it looks like it's got dirt bike tires dirt bike it's not, it not doesn't have scooter tires, but the rest of it looks like a scooter, but they put a dirt bike front yeah. end on it and uh, it looks like it's probably low and slow t- dual suspension in the back
1: yeah I mean the ground clearance probably isn't that awesome, but uh needless to say yeah they don't it doesn't have like 10 or 12 inch scooter tires it 's got some pretty substantial uh, I'll buy one yeah me too and that's what I love about having you on the show is because I'm all about anything two-wheeled. And and if this gets more people into the, quote, ADV market, uh, I say bring it over here. Um, I've, I don't know how many times. I think I'm regulated on each show to say that the Honda Grom, uh, when we talked to the John. What the hell was his name? I think his name was John, the re, the USA sales guy for Honda. Like, he's the corporate sales Johnny. dude. Old Johnny. He was saying that the Grom, and when I asked him in 2018... He said that was the best seller, and it continued in 2019 to be the best seller. For the rest of this year, I can only imagine that it'll be the best seller. You know, they 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 sell... I've a, seen people ride them on the road. I don't know. It makes me nervous. Those <laughs> well, tires are way too small. But yeah, they are pretty small. They're like Are they allowed to inch. go on the
2: freeway? No.
1: Listen, not in California, but...
2: Other places? in
1: In Arkansas and Oklahoma and... Let me think. Of what other states? I'm not sure about Louisiana, but um, there's a couple states like where the speed limit is 55. I think Alabama, the speed limit 55. Those things could do 55 easy. So, and most of the highway, the freeways in Arkansas are really highways. So it's mm-hmm. like they're highway legal, but not freeway legal. So yeah, mm-hmm. it depends on what you call your interstates if they're freeways or highways, I guess. But the thing is, is it. Those things can get dude steady garage right down the street from us. Who, by the way, we should invite them over one of these days. Um, their whole business is making those things do like three hundred miles an hour. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. So and putting <laughs> Honda three hundred motors in them. But yeah. but you know this little thing is so fun looking, and I'm all about I'm all about it. Like anything anything that breaks the rules of like what what we're uh, I think I don't know. I'm getting I'm getting more away from the the mainstream motorcycle market I think that uh kind of seems to be at a standstill for as far as like innovation and and I mean now we're like uh, we're we we've been actually uh I was just reading this book that I got for Christmas finally cracking into it in February March um about how like a 30 a, a YZR a YZFR1 isn't that much different than like a thirty-year-old FZ FCR one. You know what I'm saying? You bought like, a book about this and you're reading it. Finally.
2: How, how long is it? Like a couple pages long? Like it's because this is the difference. This is what it's got. It's a brochure.
1: Now, it's a brochure. And you know, I you're told finally you, breaking it out. before. we come before, in an envelope before on the, Christmas the kids. Tree? Yes, before the kids. We were <laughs> before we started recording. I was telling you about how I have kids, and so it does take me a while to get around to stuff. <laughs> I'll change my socks. Sometimes one
2: has a smaller headlight yeah. in the back left. Yeah.
1: Well, no. I think the point it was making is that motorcycles, for the most part, have yeah. have got. I mean, bikes had ABS back in the 80s. Granted, it was like BMWs. And well, no, like- we're
2: talking about inline fours. I think the real big breakthrough were big inline four super bikes. So in the in the mid to late 70s, when that shit started happening, yeah. that was when I think. "Quote unquote," you've got a modern bike.
1: Yeah. So, what's the biggest change? We went from carburation to fuel injection. You know, like
2: no, you um, you have Japanese manufacturing and all that kind of stuff making the engine so awesome. You've got disc brakes.
1: Well, we had that in um, '69 with the CB 750. But not used
2: like the way. Well, that's '69. Was a CB 750? Yeah. Well, that's a modern bike then. Yeah. But like, also, you're talking about. Push start, electric start.
1: That's true. A lot of bikes had I that. I think a lot of
2: people say that yeah. yeah, as yeah. well. But,
1: yeah. Well, yeah, there you go. But yeah, like I think even they dirt probably take that, that,
2: that, that, that engine and sort of show you how it was yeah. you know, with those big bikes.
1: The thing is, is that since then, there have been tweaks to make stuff more efficient. Obviously, fuel injections made things better. IMUs and all the safety gadgets have made things better. But as far as like... Maybe throwing the
2: computers on there, like the big, the big, Uh the, the, the computers. And maybe you're right. If they're talking 30 years ago, that is the fuel injection and
1: all that. Yeah. I mean, that was the biggest breakthrough was fuel injection and ABS probably. Cause in those three years, if you look back 30 years before that, uh, bikes were kind of crazy. Well, they were getting crazy. We had way more two-strokes. We were like trying to make better two-strokes. 30 years before that, we had bikes that were still running flat heads and like the me- the the point I think they were making is that like when motorcycles first came out, we didn't know. We had V-twins, the FN yeah, you ever heard of FN? I mean, I've heard of them. FN Radio. It. Yeah, yeah, FN. FNAN. FNAN stations. We, um, by the way, we're oh. brought to you by GSXR six hundred, the Squid, uh, available on six hundred FM everywhere you listen. Um, FN. Six hundred no, FN. I don't what know I what a FN is. Right. I've seen except in, when I hit my hand with and I go, the you effing, I'm like, effing yeah effing motherfucker. <laughs> that, that, that's exactly what I was thinking when <laughs> I was looking FF. at this. I was like, I say effing all the time, effing this, effing that. <laughs> well, you got to try and keep it in, under control sometimes in the public or around yeah small right children around small children. I I always say oh. Farts, F and nuggets. F. Yeah, and they're like, what's a F and F? F your M. I was like, honey, that's a motorcycle builder out of Milwaukee. You're talking S and S and F and F. They're both, they're really close yeah. to each other. Get with it, hon. Um, but FN built motorbikes from 1901 to 1967. No way. Yeah. You ever, Is it E-F-F-E-N? No, it was just F-N. And it stood for like... Frederick Norwich or something like that. I don't know. That's that sounds like the name of an investor billionaire Frederick Norwich. That's not what it stood for, but um, something like that. You know, it was like Farkelstein and Nargenheim, and they built motorbikes and they built motocross motorbikes. Up, you know, motocross became huge in '71 in the U.S., but it was growing in the late '60s in Europe, and that's where they made their their money. Was like these motocross bikes. like, F-ing. so they're a
2: European company,
1: probably. I'm All guessing cuz I couldn't I couldn't think that motocross was huge here it wasn't until 71. No. So FN was the very first four cylinder and so therefore had the first four cylinder head and that's part of the reason I wanted to talk about for heads. For motocross? For motorcycles period. Okay. And the very first four-cylinder from motocross. Yeah, they, you, they probably did because, you know, bicycles were- Like, throw it on there. Yeah.
2: Well, it's going to have a power-to-weight ratio. Yeah. And it's uh, <laughs> it's going to be fucked up.
1: Well, their first, like, I think oh. their first motorcycle was like 1,000 cc's and it made like 35 horsepower. <laughs> no, no, it made three horsepower. And well, it you went- know, even uh,
2: Honda made those little, when they were doing- um, they did so much testing on all those little bikes, especially with the differences oh in how many God. cylinders and trying to make power. It's all yes. about making power and the ideal thing. So one time they made an engine that had like 32 fucking pistons or S- <laughs> something crazy like that. And the, the pistons were like, you know. The
1: size uh, of a pencil yeah. Quarter yeah, yeah. sized. Yeah, you know, and then they famously mm. had that, what's that little two-stroke? It was like one of the only two-strokes they made, that six-cylinder two-stroke like cb one. 25 or something that's got like revs to like 19,000 RPM has a like six pounds of torque at 19,000 RPM. Right. No, they, they they were crazy. And, uh, yeah. So, so motorcycles in general, like we didn't know how engines were going to go. So there was twins, there was big singles, there was the first inline four from FN, um, and just oil, you would fill your oil tank and drive, a mile and just, it would just all go straight through. There's no like oil (laughs) band. There's no like recirculating oil. Yeah. And unless you had a boiler plate that would get it hot enough to bring it back to the top but then hot oil is going through your motor. Um, But yeah. So, I mean, we didn't know what motorcycles were going to be like. And up until I would say like the sixties when in inline fours became a thing and two strokes kind of didn't see the, the nineties coming. I mean, two strokes were out. I mean, they're two strokes are still around, but I mean, we had Street Bike two strokes, which that GT750 that showed up the other weekend was so yeah, beautiful example cool yep. of a, um, you know. And do you remember 220? When, I think he was 220 a folds? No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. 220 Well, his name was that because his hair was all spiky, and he said his dad looked, told him it looked like he put his hand in the 220. He was a Cretan, I think, a long time ago. He used to ride this RD350 everywhere, and uh, I would always see him at, like, the ton up, Shit and like the um, mods versus rockers when it was going. I don't know if they still have it, but I think they do. Yeah, you be in the know, yeah, yeah, know the, to go. Yeah, that's where I very first met Carrie Kress actually he was like at the big wheel, little wheel they called it because mods versus rockers was copyrighted or some shit, so they yeah. just called the big wheel. They got wheel, yelled at by yeah. the mods, rockers. okay. So, um, so yeah, I. He would ride it up to that thing, and just this little fucking RD three hundred and fifty smoking all the way up Angeles Crest was bitching, but we didn't really know up and up until. We, so, what, what are you trying to say? We didn't know. We didn't know. What the fuck? We still don't know. Why, why are we so dumb? <sighs> and why are we still dumb this is this is the point so since then back since the two strokes back since the uh the when things were like hey is it going to be a v twin is it going to be an inline 4 or the Meg- megala have you ever seen those before the i'm Mugu? sure you have uh huh you've eaten megala pork but did you know that that was also the name of a motorcycle <laughs> no but it sounds delicious <laughs> yes and you, if you put megala um seasoning on it becomes even better Ooh. so the deal is is that it uh had a radial engine around the front wheel there's like five or six engines oh yeah i've heard of that yeah yeah like yeah they have that thing at solvang if you go up to solvang there's one there you can actually like you i wouldn't sit on go it. for a ride yeah they have a they have it's everything original up there. Up yeah, there, yeah that solvang museum is pretty if you're in if you're in california and you go a couple hours north of uh la you're Find yourself in this little weird Dutch town that just pops out of nowhere. In the mountains. In the mountains. Santana, Santana's mountains. Yeah, and they got this motorcycle museum up there that the guy is just like psycho. He's got a Briton. He's got an original Harley. He's got a lot of stuff. XR7. Yeah, he's got a Megala. He's got a Jawa ice racer from like 1920 something. They bring some of those down to do the armor races.
2: Oh shoot! They bring some weird stuff down, yeah. like that patent.
1: Yeah, he's and got a patent shit
2: like that, but um. I've asked uh, his father to bring some bikes for one of the shows. You know, I, I always invite him every year. He's like, fuck off. He's too far. <laughs> not for moving. What? He's moving. That's a pain in the ass. That's one thing you got to consider, like, anytime, especially people, like, you rely on, especially for certain shows. They're like, we're relying on you to bring a bunch of bikes. First of all, the logistics, the time, yeah. the strapping them down. If you don't have the right equipment, if you don't have the right equipment, you got to pay
1: people to do this shit. Well... Yeah, so, and some of those bikes that's are... That's why he's just like, mm, yeah. yeah, fuck you. Some of those bikes, he's got them in an air conditioner conditioned room and like that Thor that he's got in there is like a belt drive and it's literally like a leather belt. So, I mean, I could see like you, you snap that. What are you going to do? I'm just, you're going, you're going for a ride. <laughs> like, Hey, I, was, I tried it and I didn't snap it. I was loading this up to bring it to your quaint little show and I snapped this priceless belt. What are yeah. you, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> I'll be like this, uh, Brady who? <laughs> <laughs> You'll point at the guy next to you. I'll be like, this is the organizer. Brady, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm just a spectator. Look over at your friend, John. On and be like yeah Brady what are you going to do about this <laughs> um, but yeah I get it like moving those things around he'll, he'll take the Megola sometimes to the quail because it's the quail and people are paying uh, $200 to get in and, and if they snap if you snap your belt there, I'm sure there's some entrepreneur who's willing to give you half of his golf club to, and I don't mean a literal golf club. I mean the club of golf that he owns. Uh, He probably owns five golf courses. So there's the money, the money's there for them to like say, hey, we'll, we'll, I I will pay a a goat or not a goat. Why did I say a goat? A goat wizard. I almost said, boy, I'm thinking about Christmas already. Can you get, I want some of what you have. Yeah. Hook me up. It's Corona. Corona light. That's why you're Getting all fucked uh, up Fuck, I have the Corona light virus It's just coming on nice and slow Um, Yeah, and I haven't drank in like a couple weeks So yeah, probably Yeah, man, that, this, that Corona uh, light's heavy this stuff This 3.2 It's like 2, 1 point, yeah. 1.1 <laughs> alcohol
2: yeah. I'm getting a buzz, oh, bro uh,
1: And I look at, oh, this is non-alcoholic <laughs> <laughs> Corona light and A no.
2: It's like, can I please have the shittiest beer you, yep. you have in the store? Please My friend, we've been waiting for you <laughs> To take this twelve pack of tall Corona. No wonder this twelve pack was
1: only six dollars. Yeah, he's like, I will give you this, and I'll give you a (laughs) a pint of Mad Dog to go for the road. What? They were to be mixers. This is just like sparkling water, basically. That's colored yellow. Um, which is basically my urine. Anyway, yeah, they um bring those things to all sorts of, (laughs) all sorts of shows. It's got to be hard, but my point being is, what is your point? Well, going back to the engine thing, is Mm it like the Megolas? They had like five radial engines around the tire. uh, Bikes didn't use that. How a fucking
2: plane engine works, or is that that is how a
1: plane engine works? And I love looking at that thing because it's got a. How do they get the fuel to that? Hmm through fuel lines? Uh, that, that spin? Do you know any magic fuel lines that spin? Oh, you just Well, how the fuck do they do that yeah. then? No, they it, must have
2: little slots for it. It's timed it's, and they squirt the juice yeah, in there right on time. Yeah. It's pretty
1: incredible. Yeah, it feeds through the hub actually. It's kind of a, It's an incredible design, but of course it would never work. The rotating mass, there was no brake cuz if you stop the front wheel, you stall. And uh, I've said this. It was probably like 100 episodes ago, but I said that uh, I, in the original owner's manual, it was re- recommended that you do a figure eight at stop signs, but this is back in the day when we had semaphores or a traffic cop standing in the middle of a dirt road. Granted, most town asphalt was like- Figure not, eight? What are you fucking talking about? Because you couldn't stop it or else it would stall. And then you got to run oh. and push it again because the wheel has to, once it's moving- it has to stay moving. So the owner's manual said to do a figure eight. Oh, back in the day, there were carriages. I mean, the f- Model T was invented 1910, right? Or ni- 1900. 1815? Well, I think so. Somewhere around there. Somewhere in between. They did not become popular and, and, and popular. afforded. Mm-hmm. Afforded and popular. This beer is more than 3.2. I, I you know. I,
2: just, I put something in there. One, <laughs> I just wanted to surprise you.
1: Um, Why do I feel... Um, less inhibited and like taking my clothes off that is weird that is weird I was <laughs> <laughs> suddenly very sleepy um, but yeah no I mean they weren't even though they were even though cars were available I guess what I'm trying to say is they weren't uh, crowding the streets like they are today. There was a lot more pedestrians and a lot more horse and carriages still. So the roads, you actually could do a figure eight on this contraption that was yeah. replacing a horse, basically. Just to slow you down until yeah. you
2: find your opening.
1: Until the cop goes, okay, come on through. You'd be like, thanks, officer. Yeah, thanks. Can't now not you I can, just give yeah. me a free lane, you <laughs> dick? <laughs> now listen, in today's world, you would look at that cop, maybe give him the bird and do a wheelie out of there, right? I'd be like, back in those days. Right. You'd give them the bird, you'd hit the throttle. A, it's a front-wheel drive, so you're not doing any wheelies. And also, as you're giving them the bird, you would motor away at 1.2 miles an hour. You could literally run faster than this motorcycle, so it wasn't as dramatic.
2: I can't believe that this this bike was ever yeah. lasted in production. Was the production, like, what, 20 yeah, or 30 of them? Who they really yeah, who knows?
1: They, they probably didn't make very many of them. Same thing with the V-Twins and... and um, figuring out the boiler god what was his name there was a guy that made bobby boiler bobby boiler who actually died i think his name was oscar something and he blew actually i'm assuming off a couple of his testicles and his innards his stomach landed on his shoulder he his bike was a boiler and it was the one of the very first steam-powered motorcycles they were trying to figure out gasoline at the time too and uh needless to say uh Test did not go so well, and the mm. boiler exploded. And huh. there goes his, his testicles. Wow. His testicles flew up into his eyeballs. Oh, speaking of exploding testicles, testicles and eyeballs, uh, Chris Wiggins in the house. So, hey, let's do a quick break, real quick, and come back with the sweet talker, Brady Walker.
0: Billy Guy Builds Motorcycle Washing Services. Give Billy a try. Hi, Billy Guy Build. You give me water and a bucket, I'll wash your motorcycle. he will be good clean. Billy Guy Build, getting motorcycles cleaned since 25 weeks ago. Billy Guy Builds, located in Burt Town. Hi, Bill, get your motorcycle sparkly. Billy washes baggers, cruisers. Naked bikes, sport bikes, drag bikes, scooters, monkey bikes, mini bikes, bikes that don't even run. Call Billy now, Five 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 two seven three 273 billy You call me and I uh, book your appointment to wash your motorbike. That's Billy Guy Builds Motorcycle Washing Services, just outside of Luckerville, Boyton and Stancran Cran in Blimeytown, Billy Geibel's Motorcycle Washing Services. Don't forget it, punk.
4: Yeah, bitch.
1: For over 125 and a half years, no pickle has been more trusted by motorcycle champions everywhere than Clawman Pickles. You want to win your race? Put a Clawman Pickle in your face. Clobman's guaranteed. I'm Mama Clobman,
3: and I recommend Clobman pickles for the win.
1: You heard Mama. Put a Clobman's in your mouth and a championship trophy on your shelf. Clubman's, the only pickle for motorcyclists. Hey, baby. This is Junkie Tudman, and I'm here to tell you some things Yeah, Listen, there's a few things coming up. We're, we got some upcoming events uh, this weekend, March 7th. You heard Brady say that there's going to be a classic track day. That's going to be tomorrow uh, at the Streets of Willow. Go check that out if you got a chance. You heard me talking about it. I'm super stoked about it. The one man's junk sale happening at twenty eighth nine sixty four Old Town Front Street in Temecula. No retail, no dealers. Just all junk from dudes and women and garages of uh, all around Temecula and uh, Southern California. They're bringing their stuff there. There could be. I may be making a trip down there um, since the uh, Long Beach swap meet won't be till the end of the month, and I need some Bosu parts ASAP. I might go down there and see if I can score some fenders that I can rip some uh, fiberglass off of and all that great stuff. The next uh, thing that's going to be happening is I totally forgot about this. The mint 400 is going to be happening out at in uh, Nevada. And um, I know a lot of people are already out there. If you're not already out there, well then you're too late, but be looking next week for all the posts about that and all the updates about that mint 400 is an epic uh, Long-time race, desert race out there. It's been happening for years and years. But the Roland Sands uh, Heavy Bike Super Hooligan um, class has taken over and is now an official class in the Mint 400. So that ought to be pretty sweet. And I saw that there was a ton of riders entering for that. Um, also, uh, bike week's going on right now in Daytona. So be checking the Insta for that. Look for the tags. All over social media, from Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, TikTok, and uh, WhatsApp, and everything else. I hope you're having fun down there in Daytona, and I hope the weather is treating you good. I hope there's no friggin' tornadoes and hurricanes and whatever else is happening on the East Coast that I don't know about right now. Um, The next thing that's happening, next weekend, Mama, Mama Tried is happening at the Eagles Ballroom in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's also the start of the uh, flat track season. I think it's going to be happening uh, March 13th or 14th. It's going to be March 14th. Uh, if you want to check it out, you're going to have to go to uh, NBC Sports Gold. Has like multiple subscription options for fans. What used to be Fans Choice is going to be transitioning to NBC Sports Gold. You can head over there. Head to NBCSports.com. Check out the Gold. Uh, track pass you know look just search it up and it'll tell you what to do fans choice has basically uh, transitioned over to nbc sports gold and i think it's around ten four ninety nine a month or 44.99 a year if you want to do their uh nbc sports gold um streaming track pass so check that out uh, might be good to check it out for the season and see if it's worth it to you to spend 40 bucks Uh, it's cheaper than tickets to a race I'll tell you that much Um, but yeah so that will be how you want to access that Uh, there's going to be the Daytona TT on March 14th um, and then that's around a week from now depending on when you're listening to this if you're listening to this next week oh boy it's this weekend (laughs) so uh, stay tuned for that also the 15th Is that a Sunday? Yeah, I think it's the 15th. I know this is car-related, but it's um, if you're into Volkswagens, Hot VW Drag Days is going to be at Irwindale. Uh, You can probably catch Junkie Turdman there since I used to have three Volkswagens at one time. Um, And I used to race them and cruise them and drive them daily. Uh, I may be there checking out the sweet cars. Um, Also, March 22nd is going to be racing at it's gonna be one of the hell on wheels uh season openers i think it's the first might be the first race of the year for them it's gonna be a tt track at Glen helen on march 22nd and then after that the hippie killer hoedown is gonna be going on april 18th at the socal fairgrounds at uh, lake paris drive out in paris california so go check that out then of course, April 17th through the 19th, a Scamper at the streets, streets of Willow with the Camping, the Party, Vintage Racing, uh, part of the ARMA, which is the American Historical Racing Motorcycle Association. It'll be their SoCal Vintage Grand Prix, round one. Round two will be April 24th through 26th at the Battle of Big Willow at Willow Springs. Um, music, partying, camping, all that great stuff uh, like we mentioned before. And then May 2nd, the Californian Moto Show at Santa Anita Raceway Park. There's a few more things coming up in May. Don't forget, we're going to tell you when it happens. There's going to be a Suffragette ride this year. Uh, 1920 was the uh, first year that women gained the right to vote, and I think they're having a Centennial ride this summer. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. And anything else that comes down the pipes, we will let you know. As far as like hooligan racing... Uh, Just going fun and having a good time. Um, Fast and Left. Is this coming up soon? I think so. March 17th, Uh, Orange County, Indian. It looks like they're going to be showing um, the movie Fast and Left. So check that out. Movie night at Indian Motorcycles OC, Saturday, March 14th. Fun night of bench racing in a store full of neat stuff. So that's happening too. So check that out if you can't make it to any of the other events. And if you're here in Suku and aside from that we will get back to the show let you get back to work or sleep or whatever the heck you're trying to do and we'll bring you some more upcoming events as we find them out and if you have any events that you want to tell us about uh, you can always email us creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com or just go to our facebook page smash that email button uh, hit the subscribe button and pulverize the like button all right let's get back to the show
4: Looking for a high-quality leather that doesn't cost an arm and a leg? Well, not yours, anyway. Try Criders, made in the USA from 100% renewable resources. We don't use fancy hide like kangaroo or elk, nor do we use other imported hides like jaguar or okapi. Those animals are scarce and protected. We extrapolate our hides from a unique source of marsupial. Not a wallaby, though, if that's what you were thinking. Crider's leathers are made from the United States' most renewable resource, the common opossum. The common opossum is so common, in fact, that thousands of hides go to waste each year on American roadways. We don't believe in letting these valuable garment farms end up in the city dump, especially with a looming leather shortage on the horizon. Criders is dedicated to rider safety, and a low overhead is our number one priority. Visit Criders today, and we'll fit you up in new skin. Possum skin. Criders, the cheapest leather you'll wear. Visit Criders now. We're located down by the stream behind the old recycling factory. Criders Leathers. Cryder's Leathers. The only leathers
1: made of real leather. <laughs> Yeah. And now back to the creator rating where I think of We have joining us in the studios one of the most influential people in flat track racing today. <laughs> Wait, no. I'm looking at him. <laughs> one of the one of the craziest knife designers in all of North America. And uh one of the he's oh, oh. Popping a corona, we're there's two of us gonna have coronavirus to now. Coronavirus. Yeah. Um, by the way, that poll was so funny that th- I saw a commentary on that headline. It was like, you know, that poll came out where 38% of people said they would never drink Corona or oh, Google, you know dude. But I he, bet people
3: I bet it was true cuz people well, no, thought chocolate it, milk came from brown cows I
1: know it was true but I, but mostly the the thing was that just 38% of people said they would never drink Corona and I, I the, yeah, the writers yeah. of the article kind of embellished it by saying <laughs> <laughs> the
3: Corona virus I mean thing. it does taste like it has a virus it in
1: does. It does and yeah Brady mentioned that earlier oh, Um man. so with us in studio right now we have uh the magnanimous The unanimous The left and right earlobes I know Brady was trying to find out which ear was right and left Yours are switched on your head You might want to turn those around ah, Thought I was going to get you with that for a second um, Yeah, Chris Wiggins has joined us for the conversation And you guys are probably pissed that we Hi, weren't Wiggins. you guys, hey. Are you guys mad that we weren't recording that bit about <laughs> mountain bikes and shit? It is what it is. I wasn't mad. I was just
2: like, are we recording this or not? Because maybe I can sneak out and take a leak. Yes. I
3: mean, with the organization of the podcast and all this shit show that we talk, we we may as well just put it all in there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about – it is Two-Wheeled related.
1: And uh, – while we're talking, I think the good I'd, news
2: is we don't have to talk about that again.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna start. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> oh well. <I'm> over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm not dude. super impressed by him. I know hear? you like him, but I I'm do. Like, do. I do. Super
2: seventy eight. Let me tell you about a super sixty nine.
1: Well Yeah, hey, I'd love to hear more about that. How uh, uh, French I can't tell you, I must show you. The French seventy five sounds like a move I could get into. Did I tell you? I think you just, that's a drink. Pass me some of that two stroke oil. Speaking. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I got some Yamaha fork oil up there that might wet you, gullet with. Um, speaking of the Super 69, did you guys ever hear uh, – do we have time for a dumb joke? I swear. I think we always have yeah. time for
3: dumb jokes. So this cowboy – Most comes of the in. show's a dumb joke.
1: I got two jokes then <laughs> for you. <laughs> Three if you count the rest of the show. <laughs> so uh, – Let's let's turn it into biker. This this young biker kid, his first time uh, into town. He he goes in Detroit. He was uh, you know a where is Detroit? Is that Michigan? Yeah, Detroit's in Michigan. Last time I checked. Um, so he goes into De- Detroit for the first time. He's in Boogie City. Is that what they call Detroit? No, they call it Motown. Motel. That's right. And it doesn't stand for motor, sadly.
3: Um, but so he's in Music City, USA. Is yes, that what they it call does. Detroit? And Rock City. Yeah, Music yeah. City. I think is Nashville, but Detroit Rock City. Yep, right. Motor Detroit city, motel and, city. Yeah, and they have a few for them. I think. Yeah.
1: So he goes. black
2: masters from there.
1: He goes into and so does the White Stripes, right? So he goes in there. They were formed on Bastille Day, if anybody was wondering. Um, so yeah, he goes into Detroit from the suburbs, and he finds this hooker. And his Not first hard to do. yeah, his first time right yeah, <laughs> Detroit that's. Short order cook and hooker. There's two occupations you can do, and those are all of them. Um, so, yeah, he rides in on his, what's a shitty bike that, like, a redneck would have? Besides a Harley. Oh, uh, like a Rebel. <laughs> yeah, oh, there you go. He's on his 200, 250cc Rebel, 1980. Um, he just passed his uh, MSF course. And no, he, goes he never in. passed anything. He's, he didn't pass his, 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 his uncle taught him he in stole garage. the garage. bike. Right, his uncle taught him how to steal a bike. So he rides into town, and he finds his hooker. And he's never had sex, never ridden a motorcycle, so might as well kill two birds with one stone in one day, right? So he goes to the soaker, and she says, yeah, boy, you never been with a girl before? He's like, no, I've been on a motorcycle my first time today, baby. That's how they talk in Detroit. I've been there, I know. And so she says, all right, well, let's start like out with Elvis the, let's start out. The <laughs> mom. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Let's start out with the 69. All right, baby. Michael Jackson's there? <laughs> yes, Michael Jackson and Elvis- <laughs> Uh, This is the interaction between them. This is before
2: they were famous, huh? This is like a true Hollywood story. Before he married
1: Elvis's daughter. That's his revenge for this story that's about to go down. Michael Jackson's revenge was to marry his daughter. So Michael Jackson was Elvis and he's highly displeased. So he marries his daughter later. Um, So yeah, he's with Elvis and he says, how about we start out with 69? And he's like, all right. So, uh, well, she's like, well, let's do a little anal first. Uh, Okay, okay. So... She lets him put it in, uh-huh. and then where she, in her butt? Okay, and she farts, oh, and his what? testicles blow up to the size of fucking punching bags, oh, and they boy. go back down. And she's like, oh, Jesus, excuse me. I'm sorry about that. He's like, oh, right. well, Jesus Christ. okay." Yeah, that's kind of just, exciting for a boy from the suburbs. first time. Yeah, that's, I, that's know, that's I know. I know. the first crazy. time, she says, let's do 69. But then she says, well, let's do some straight anal first, right? Bareback anal. Like, <laughs> this, this this sounds <laughs> suspect this sounds, to me. Well,
2: do you know what? If anyone's going to go bareback anal, it's going to be a gal and down on Woodward <laughs> Avenue.
1: Yes, and Detroit, in Detroit, right there in Motown, Motor City, Ace, Rock City. So she, they're going at it. I'm so, so sorry. We'll get to the 69. And Who does 69? after fucking that's ass to mouth i didn't think this joke through wow. but this is how i heard it wow wow so yeah so she's I hoping hope when you I heard it it didn't asturgist. take as long when i heard it it was about it already <laughs> like had finished yeah it had already <laughs> finished three minutes ago so uh and it was a cowboy not a biker but i think it's funnier for this podcast so anyway so they're going at it again and to make this joke brief well we'll say in like 30 more seconds she. Passes gas again. Here I'm saying she's In taking In the 69 it. position? No, 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 no. In the anal position. See Twice like
2: after the balloon the
1: incident balloon, with his yeah. balls? So she farts again. He's a his dummy. balls blow up again, the size mm-hmm. of fucking um, Mike Tyson's chest, mm-hmm. 56 inches across. Ow! He says. And she's like, oh God, I'm so sorry. And he's like, and he throws her off and he's like, lady, I'm so sorry, but I don't think I can do this 67 more times.
4: Yeah.
1: Oh God. <laughs> Oh. So that was a terrible.
2: That I'm was exhausted. okay. All right, yeah. <laughs> and that's the show. Did hey, you bring me cocaine
1: with you, <laughs> I need something to distract uh. me. Man, so I had we had to I ride motorcycles. I can't afford that. We gym. had to buy some time. I know that's true. Uh, yeah. What was, I said? I said I had two jokes, but really the other joke is very short. How do you know um, if a motorcyclist is standing on level ground? Drool runs out of both sides of his mouth. All right. All right. To get back on with the show, we can start, we're, we're doing a little segment here called What's on Junkie's Phone. Part of this has to do with. Um, are, you, are you allowed to say that? Oh, shit. I mean, I said, it's really my, not technically the word. But. Yeah. The, the word of the week is, well, I'm not going to actually say the word of the yeah. week, but is it close enough to my name to. I think we're going to have to do something.
3: I, I mean that should there's that thermite that kind of makes the you know I mean if the word of the week was like wigs you, you can't really do that though that, I mean you can't take the people's name out of it right just
1: in case there's an old thump keg sitting on that stump over there out in the hills of Washita uh, Mountains it's full of fumes <clears throat>
2: My and favorite. it's got a That's
1: block the of thermite sitting on the bottom I got the mm. the vapors I got the vapors we're just gonna blast one of, there's seventeen of them there okay there's no way I'm gonna say that let's just show almost say who's that boss. Worse. Whoa. Wow. That was a very... It seems
2: like it was very... Whoa. It was sudden.
1: That, that was... Uh, I'm sure that wasn't... Uh, severe acute explosion syndrome. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was there a delayed reaction. Shit, it had a fuse on that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was crazy. Um, that was crazy. And I hope it didn't wake up the people there in Arkansas, uh, down in the Ouachita Mountains. So... We're doing. We're going through my phone, and we're, I'm skipping over all the Reddit porn uh, and just going to the motorcycle related stuff. We already talked about the Raider J, which is an underbone. We're still talking about this. Is it the world's first underbone ADV bike? I don't know. No, no. The underbone. Raider J. Oh, we yeah. went through. I thought the that was our J. old host. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> Zing.
1: I did talk to Ashley though. I mentioned it on last week's show. You know, she's like a rep for M1GP now, and I think I'm going to go do a fucking find a uh, Ashley is. Uh huh. She's going to be, she's training to be a coach. So it's going to be fun to go Wait, out there. And
3: M1GP, the little mini bike racing? Mm-hmm. Mini bike Grand Prix. How, how do you train to be a coach if you've never done mini bike Grand Prix? Well, she's doing mini bike Grand Prix, yo. Those
2: who don't do teach, yeah. you know that.
3: <laughs> That's what my photo teacher always said. He was yeah. terrible at photography, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's, uh, a, that's a weird. Uh, I don't understand how that works. I mean, so I don't even teach flat track and I've gotten decent at it. Yeah, Maybe she, maybe Actually, there's I, things about her you probably do, don't know. I do kind of teach one person. Yeah, so there you go. Um, I think I do know that she doesn't race mini bikes. She didn't race mini bikes until she started racing the M1GP. When, like a week ago? Mm-mm. It's got to be at least three weeks ago now. Hmm. Um, hmm. So Can you imagine to going to Brady's track day and like, hey, this guy's going to help you out on the track? Oh man, you've been doing this a while. Nope, never been on one before in my life. Just started. I'm like, oh, cool. All right, I could do that. Yeah. Can I do that? As long as you bring spam
1: <laughs> Yeah, I think people will be. That makes it worth it. <laughs> when people limit it, get limited to sixty-two miles an hour, they're not gonna have that much fun mm-hmm. on the streets. Maybe actually, it uh, might not be too, too shabby. Um, I've carved a canyon or two at a pretty crazy pace on Spamla and, uh, He just holds it open in fifth and <laughs> sees what it does. And he doesn't even have to lift for the corners. I, I have to say, to- if there's, this is the biggest similarity between Spamla and my SCR 950. They both do the
3: same top speed and I wish there was a sixth gear on both of them. And, uh. That one, the SCR is funny that it, like, kind of maxes out at 85. It does really good, and then all of a sudden it's like, nope, never mind. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) like, Spamala struggles the whole way. Spamala
1: maxes out at 45, and you can get it to 85 with, like, a good tailwind and, like, actually, yeah, downhill. Off a cliff, I'm sure it goes much faster. But, yeah, that thing, I mean, that thing you're doing 85 before you know it, but then, like, it doesn't... I think I cracked the ton on it once and I was like, this don't feel too hot. <laughs> yeah, you're about to crack the yeah, whole I'm bike about to in crack half. The, crack a head off of this thing. Like I wouldn't cruise at hundred, but I don't know how those Harley guys do it. Harley's had like 115 years of refining V-twins though. Yamaha's like, Hey, let's copy Harley. But we really specialize in like two stroke V-twins. Um, so, Hey, listen to this news. This oh, is, this is going through my phone. This is exciting. And, uh, Wiggins, we already talked about how MotoGP got pushed back. Oh, okay, dude! You know where it's going to start this year?
2: Austin, uh huh.
1: Austin, uh-huh. bro. So why? So that'll be the opener at mm-hmm. the Boston. Where's usually Boston the Grand Prix? Usually they open it in. Well, they do the testing usually in Qatar, and then I think it's the first in round. Late
2: April. Usually it's in late April because. We went last year, and I think it was mid-April.
1: Yeah, I thought they. I, I thought they started at the end of March, and um, it moves around a little bit. LaSalle or something like that. I forget. What, yeah, it does move around um,
2: because the NASCAR at Fontana is usually. Three weeks later than it was this year.
1: Yeah. And so they, and the
2: circuit I think of war. everyone's is taking, at, taking advantage of the um, weather, climate change. They're yeah. like, fuck it, let's just do it early. Yeah.
1: Global warming, we Start can do it anytime. booking we races want. in January. <laughs> By the way, it's fucking, it was like 85 here today. Dude, I got a suntan tan today. Shh, I got a sun today and I was Burn. inside. What were you doing in there? Uh, I was sitting under a suntan lamp all day, so that's probably my fault. But uh, I was looking at... um, Last year at this time in Wisconsin, it was too fucking cold to ice race. And this year, I think... There's no ice our, at all. Yeah, our have fun Ner- with no ice. Our buddy Narissa had a picture of this weekend with the bike in the water. The water. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, fuck. It fell in a little bit or something like that. Oof. Um most of the people this year have already announced uh, their rides for Island Man. I know you guys aren't really big Island Man fans. I'm a fan. I know. We should go. I like how I said I know you aren't, and then as soon as you said I am, I said I know. Let's that's go. that's it's called You're the Sand. I'm going. Uh, well, you, I, I don't have $1,000 to spend on beer, which we would definitely need on top of the $10,000. That's 1000 for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, most everybody's... Announced it, and I think Wiggins and I might have talked about this. What's Wiggins riding? What are you riding, Wiggins? Uh, where, where? Who? Well, to ride Rally a man? Listen, he, he would have to ride a supermoto because you have to start out at the Manx GP first, and you have to start out like in one of the classic or yeah, lightweight think, classes.
3: So I ha- think that'd be all I would want to ride on something yeah. like that. These listen, supermotos are fast enough Yeah, to not see. Cool all right, so Wiggins up, is on supermoto. Our
1: friend Liza from Santa Cruz, one of their buddies, um, Yuri Berrigan, is, uh, has taken his. Super motor over there to
3: qualify, and now he's riding- he like- some vintage stuff, too, I think, for the, some of the- Yeah,
1: and now he's doing it on like a like a um, Z1 or something. Cool. Oh, a, f- a friend of mine
3: just bought a Honda 250, I think, from GT, so hopefully he comes out and does some- Classic track days. Oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. I've got a few guys were trying to talk into some classic track days. Yeah, oh, Dude, classic bikes are where one. it's at. There's
1: a lot of well, classic bullshit around here. It's classic classic nice. track
3: days are where it's at. Well, yeah. yes. They're Come just, on. They're just more fun than other track days. They are better. So, everybody's announced who they're going to be riding okay. for MotoGP this year,
1: except for Michael Dunlop. <gasps> who did he race for last year? Do you remember? For super, no, okay, for super, for the lightweights, he rode that um patent it, uh, He rode that patent Okay. But
3: he's- I didn't know he ran GP. I thought he just did the TT no, stuff. No,
1: we're, we're, talk, we're talking about the Isle uh, of uh, TT.
3: Oh, I thought you said GP. Uh, uh, so you, you may have said TT and it sounded like GP? Yeah. This fucking Corona's- Or got, you said GP and I heard GP and-
1: The Isle of Man GP. <laughs> the, you know they do run GPs at Isle of Man, I'm pretty
3: sure. Isle of Man is famous. I think it has to be production now.
1: It's it's famous for the TT, but they also have... So is there a lot of TTs over there? There's nah, not... Large TTs TT, or small TTs? TT meaning like terrible teeth. Yeah, there's probably a lot of TTs <laughs> over there. Um, they actually have like... They do car races and shit on Isle of Man. Like I know it's famous for this particular race, but there's also the classic TT and the Manx TT and GP, and then they do car racing over there as well. So, like, everybody's like, oh, it closes down for one week.
3: No, I think they. That place is closed down six months every yeah, the year. Yeah, they don't. The yeah, people that live else, there. What yeah. are they going to do there? like <laughs> We live they, on an island. They What's probably our love it, and they're like, yeah. hey. Yeah, it probably does add to their income. Yeah. It's like Sturgis is taking over <laughs> some tracks, and it's like, dude, that's oh, that event is your entire Life yeah. savings
1: Well you know what Daytona Bike Week's Happening right now If you're listening Right now And it's Friday it Daytona is? Bike Week Started today what? And that is Like 12 times bigger uh, Than Sturgis But it's not I feel like it's like Not as like Historic or popular On mm-hmm. how many people Is it It that is. much it's bigger more, It's
2: larger than it's, it's been going on In Daytona Longer than Sturgis
1: Yeah the 200 And like all the Flat tracking They used to do On the beach I'm back just talking in the About day. the part.
2: Yeah that kind of shit And everyone just Getting naked and Yeah Showing the TTs t- All like, over Like
1: Sturgis is like One mm-hmm. of the I, I mentioned this on last week's show I wish you guys were here for last week but Ugh, I, missed I it. was too busy like polluting this airspace and it still kind of stinks in here because I've been sanding and there's like a whole bunch of dust all over everything but um, Sturgis is famous for that I feel like it's a bucket list thing when you come over from Europe to do like a ride across America on a Harley oh, no. and go to Sturgis I still never gone I want to go but Daytona Beach has way more people and way more stuff going on Uh and way bigger it's way bigger in size because Florida is bigger than the state of Sturgis. Well they've
2: put a lot of money into shit down there. Oh. I, I was down there for bike week once. The Armor used to race down there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. At the right at Daytona. So getting back to nothing related with Daytona and Sturgis and anything, American even, uh, Michael Dunlop is gonna ride this year. Okay. I want to tell you, he was on a BMW for the longest time and he was winning races left and right. Didn't do so hot last year, but last year was a weird TT. And this year, for the super bikes, he's going to be riding Vicati, I almost said, Ducati V4R Panigale for PBM Motorsports. Oh, yeah. Wow. He's always kept his shit like kind of secret every year. I don't know why. Maybe because like his dad did that. I have no idea. But, uh, he just likes to keep secrets. Right. Him and John McGinnis hooked up last year because he does his own MD racing, but it's usually on, um, it's usually for like the super stock and the super sport. And I think he doesn't know what he's going to be doing for that, but like the super, like the super, super is what has been always like up for contention. And he's always done it, he's done it for the last few years on a, um, uh, BMW and done mm-hmm. pretty well. BMWs has been rocking. So he's switched over. This is Ducati, big news. What's Ducati think about this? I don't know because Ducati, I don't think has ever done well at the <laughs> I can't remember the last time a Ducati maybe won at Isle of Man.
2: To, maybe it's time.
1: So Ducati is right now, uh, I don't know if it's Ducati or if it's Paul Bird Motorsport, but it's the reigning British superbike champion. Um, and that's the actual bike he's going to be riding is the uh, the PBM superbike for a 2020 at so i thought that was interesting just because of everything that's unfolded and all the pressure that's been on him um to win he's won uh like 19 races and i think his uncle won 26 so he's not that far behind as long as nothing goes sideways um john mcginnis who's won 23 has traditionally been on a honda for most of his career and then Last year he went to the Norton, and you guys remember how that went? I think Mm-mm. he had a fucking DNF on that thing. And mm. now we'll talk about Norton in a minute too, but he's switching to Kawasaki this year. And Kawasaki famously also, Kawasaki and BMW. Oh Jesus Christ. Shh. Ruling the TT. <laughs> you just puked on the I microphone. I felt like my head exploded. Oh my God. That's that's what my stomach did inside before that burp came out of my mouth. Hole. Holy Moses. You know what Corona we're missing? Light. And I could start it up is the popcorn because uh, we're, we've been burping on here. Um, rip a couple of those, and all, all we're missing is like popcorn. And uh, yeah. And another bad joke. One more bad joke, guys, and then we can finish the show. Um, but anyway, yeah, I thought that was interesting that he's riding a Ducati this year. It was kind of weird because, yeah, I can't think of the last... Ducati. I
2: unfortunately don't follow it. I can't give you any yeah. um, input into this because they don't show it on my TV. Yeah, I listen on I the fucking radio. You know
1: how I listen? You I listen, listen on the radio, yeah. like the old, like the old timers. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> oh. I,
2: I wonder how old, old McGinnis is doing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they still, you know, the Boy Scouts of England still. Write it on slate boards over there, like that's been their whole thing since like the in time of memoriam, and uh, they still do it that way. So I still listen to it via terrestrial radio, manx radio, baby. You want to hear some fucking old timey church music? They'll play it for you right now, and then they'll talk about how bad the music or the traffic is on the A4, and then they'll tell you all about the Isle of Man TT, and they'll do it. They'll do it with the flubbery rubber lips.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's awesome! That would be fun. You know,
1: if we went over there all we really would have to do to fit in aside from being perpetually drunk shave our heads partially shave them in male pattern baldness but we would just have to put clothespins on our lips for like sleep with clothespins on our lips so uh-huh. when we woke up in the morning we'd be, talk- be talking like this and then they'd be like "Yeah," and they're like to oh like, shit you're, guys, from, you're from Lancashire yeah. I like, guess yeah, I certainly am you're like you yeah, so and so's uh,
2: retarded child I remember <laughs> from Lancashire no
1: no Fucking think about it, Guy Martin. You can't understand that fool. Not that he's been at the island, and not well, that he's been in the T for ten years, but still, well, nothing. A little Corona light, na, won't help. Yeah, listen. Uh, I think I already sound like a fete over there. Yeah, I do. I do sound like a fucking Brit with Down syndrome. You're right. Maybe I should stop that. Um, the last thing I want to talk about in. Uh, I'm afraid to say my name because I don't want to shoot another piece of that thermite. But is the collapse of Norton Motorcycles. Um, I, this has been talked about a c- couple few times now. Um, several motorcycle podcasts. Like how many
2: motorcycles have they built last year? Like two? Two
1: and a half, I think. The that's half that's one not million. a motorcycle company. Norton? Yeah. Yeah. And there's, I mean- yeah. Keanu's building more than that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, maybe Norton should rebrand as Arch. Well, and I wanted to talk about that too. Like this is one of those things the the bros at Noko Moto podcast who are our sister station over on the Moto 1 podcast network have talked about they made up this term called legacy fraud and they're talking about how indian does it how triumph's done it um norton is a big one jawa got bought out by mahindra or something and like they're gonna rebrand jawas and to some degree benelli now benelli got bought out by some crazy chinese corporation that has kept everything benelli in italy supposedly and all that shit i don't know how they're keeping costs down maybe they're keeping everything there and building them in China. I have no idea. But this brand legacy, which is like a type of fraud where you're taking an existing brand and you're using their name. And Tip kind of this Norton is similar to
3: Indian where- I was going to say like Indian and Polaris. Yeah.
1: Like I think Polaris probably could have done a better, uh, just as good of a job because I did a little post on our stupid Instagram and people came back like crazy. Like What post? I well, didn't even see it. You know, it said like... Harley, Norton, Har- Norton, Norton, Har- Norton can suck a dick. Harley's latest <laughs> ad was that um, they didn't... No one ever said, I want to grow up riding a Pol- to buy a Polaris. And several people said, oh, and then I posted a picture though because Polaris has made snowmobiles since their inception and then be- ventured into other motorsports. Biggest sellers for them, side-by-sides, because the side-by-side market's mm-hmm. going off right now. Yep. But... Harley Davidson famously made snowmobiles back in the 70s. And so I was like, well, they tried to copy Polaris and failed. So now that Polaris is like coming up, they're like, and Polaris isn't even doing as good as Harley, but the threat is there. Right. So I was like, that's funny. But they are, I do feel like it is a legacy fraud where they are using a brand that didn't. Exist And they resurrected it And that's what Norton did And Norton wasn't even the original Norton Sort of like Triumph technically wasn't the original Triumph But at least Triumph tried and made motorcycles And was making well, beautiful wasn't motorcycles the original owner, yeah. So Norton was just a couple of As things have unfolded uh, Turns out that they're like these con men That kind of took over the company And do you remember Scully Was it Scully Helmets? Yeah Scully Sinazzi. Do you remember that guy? Scully helmets. I, for Scully Sinazzi was a famous Broadway actor that portrayed Lawrence of Arabia, who famously died. We all know in a this. We all know accident. this. I'm just joking, right? Thanks, Brady. You, what, what about you, Scully you, you, helmets? You didn't want me to go sideways on that one. So Scully helmets um, was. Pro- I remember the Scully helmets. They took a bunch of Indiegogo money. And it was like millions. And they're like, speaking oh, of cocaine, they spe- did a lot Right. Of speaking cocaine. Speaking of cocaine and Dodge Vipers and hookers, like our hooker joke getting back, you thought I, you thought I was just doing that. To- I was hoping she'd <laughs> come back. Yes. So those bros took all their like Indiegogo and like startup money and angel money, whatever they got invested in. Their invested company. it up their nose. And they were based in San Francisco, which already cost a million dollars to live. And they went crazy, partied, goodbye. Sports cars and hookers and like the comp- they built like one helmet to put on their website to show you what they had. And maybe they did like a little Photoshop to make it look like they had different colors, but it was really oh like what awesome. And the, the thing was, is that it was rear view and it was going to revolutionize the helmet industry because it was going to give you all this HUD info and be rear facing I camera. do remember right. that now. right. And they really could have started to change back then because it's going to be another 20 years before we actually have, we already have reviews and we have all these other helmets that still do that, but they're not mainstream. And partially is because like it takes a while to catch on. This is the thing. I don't even look in my mirrors that often when I'm yeah.
2: riding. I'm not going Listen. slow enough. I'm going faster than everybody yeah. else. So when I'm street riding, yeah. I, I can pretty much guess that what I'm doing I don't need to turn around but then even when I'm going to like even slow down and turn I, oh, I'm i so used to racing that I always turn my head I'm not I don't know if I yeah. trust my mirrors that right. much
1: or a little tiny camera that you can like see with one eye out of your helmet so if, if
2: someone put that on my fucking helmet I would kick their ass right okay, okay so shit. I don't here. even
3: put mirrors on my bike case in point yeah <laughs> I don't even want to I guys, put a,
2: just a black screen over my helmet that I can't see through because I don't want to see anything listen, when I ride
1: right I was just going to say it's like the black shield from i i mistakenly said air hawk a few weeks ago but air wolf the air helicopter wolf. show from the 80s and they had those blast shields that they couldn't see anything
2: exactly um
1: but yeah you guys i know you and wiggins when you guys ride we're hardcore you don't need to see anything but the red and blue lighting up the hills I around you the, and then you know it's time to pull over i see over. the
2: red of maybe running someone over yes the red Blood. mist
1: so <laughs> not Unlike you Scully- the Red Mist? I love the Red Mist. Yeah, the Red Mist. Gorillas in the Red Mist. That mm. was a movie about snipers just shooting the gorillas that that one scientist is <laughs> trying to protect. What an asshole. I Fucking remember that a. one. Oh, oh, shit. There you goes the gorilla.
3: gorilla you he dick. stepped
1: on a landmine. I didn't shoot him. You know they plant oh. landmines all over Rwanda. Um, so, yeah, it's sort of like Scully, this Norton thing where- they took a brand mm-hmm. that Britons were passionate about, at yeah. least I think. At least the media has made it seem Brit- like they're passionate Britain about. The old Britain motorcyclists, and they're all... Right. Dying. Oh, wouldn't it be awesome if they made... you know? And they did come out with that pretty bitchin' V4. Well, they did have a bike, I thought. They had a you V4... Could buy one
2: for like 60 or 70 grand.
1: Yeah, that V4, like, 1,000cc super bike. And I think that's what John McGinnis was going to ride. Then they had the little 650 that he rode or something like that that shit out at Isle of Man. And they were going to have a whole bunch of other, like... Affordable production ones. Um, Too bad, dude. These people are, are in the fucking hole. They have a three hundred thousand pound tax bill. So you convert that to U.S. dollars, it's probably like forty seven million dollars. Um, <laughs> three hundred thousand. I'm gonna guess that's around like at least a half a million taxes, a little more like than that. Ten million. Yeah, there you go. But that's just their tax bill. What they owed was like incredible, and and it wasn't just that they had also. Um, They had a plan to crowdsource a million dollars, so there's that. Um, They claimed they had uh, $30 million in orders that they had taken, um, so there's that. Plus, they had already taken on, from what I understand, if I'm understanding the article that I read correctly, they had already pensioned a few people and had got employees on and like pensioned them. However, the system works over there Um, and so not only did the company fold, not all these people that paid all this millions of pounds are going to be out of motorcycles, but the people who started to work for them and that were depending on this for their like 401k that we call it in in America, like their pensions and shit are out. What the hell? Yeah. This is worse than the coronavirus. Does anyone know about this? Yeah. There's a lot of motorcycles that have been riding, but talking about it, but. I just figured I'd bring it up because I've had it on my phone for a week and didn't mention it at all. But I just, it, it, it's just one of those things where at least, like, fuck, it, for fuck's sake, EBR is still around. You know what I mean? Like, is he? Is he though? He is as fuel motorcycles, but LPA bought the assets and they're still making EBRs oh, okay. in fucking Winnetonka, Wisconsin, or fucking with Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, so EBR motorcycles is still around for peace. like, even though e- even though Eric Buell has nothing to do with them. And it's like, you know, it's a brand. It's just a brand. Companies come and go. Right.
2: It's just a brand.
1: Unfortunate things happen, but this supposedly bilked people out of like their future monies as well. So it was just such a tragic thing. And what I considered a legacy fraud, sort of matching up with can the can we
2: um can we shoot something for legacy fraud?
1: What do you want to shoot? You want to shoot the two guys that hustled Norton out of all their dough?
2: Yeah. Should
1: we do an airdrop on him? Yes. Oh, got it. Late report. That plane made sure he was out of there, didn't
2: he? <laughs> that plane he? was like long gone. He yeah. dropped
1: it from like two miles away. Whoa. Oh, shit. Some CIA guys came in there, assessed. Finished the job. Accidentally shot their cats just in case <laughs> there were some cats around. Um, yeah. So that was that's going through, I'm afraid to say my name. Because it might accidentally. That's
2: going through your phone.
1: That's going through my phone. And that's what I had this week. Besides, one last thing I had. Have you guys ever heard of Key Wave before I fucking turned my phone off? KeyWaveMotors.com? No. They make shit for like, they make accessories Mm for motorcycles. And I just found them the other day. I don't, you know, they just popped into my uh, show notes or my show email. So they must have got my contact information from somewhere. And it's like, they sell weird little shit like lighting. They have connecting rods, they have master cylinders, they have they have all sorts of like weird shit. Like and mm-hmm. it's just like it's like little components that add and I was like like
2: connecting rod.
1: Like a connecting rod, right? Just a yeah. small one. Just a small little thing. And they do it for scooters, motorcycles, like kickstand pads, fucking business card holders, and then a connecting rod. So I don't know what to make of these people, but I was looking at their shit. What's the name of their company? It's K I W A V. And if you go to keyway kind of motors.com <laughs> Um, sounds fucked up to I'm me. I'm pretty sure that they are this like, This is just an Etsy store, bro. I, I'm pretty sure Etsy, we make connecting rods and sell them on Etsy. <laughs> Maybe they do actually They just link it to an eBay somebody, thing where they take your yeah, money. That's probably what it was. We're like, We got another order today from that asshole. Writing. <laughs> it's all let's see who buys well, into let's... this. Hey, you're not too far off. eBay and Amazon is. Where their main stores are So yeah They're just an online store Who knows where the fuck They come from But maybe it's just some dude Some old dude In Uh, Isle of Man There you go And he's taking Trying to figure out
2: What to do with his life Yeah When
1: they're not racing out there He's taking all those But he's going out Onto the course Where they fucking Have binned bikes And he's just picking picking He's like Oh "Oh, look a clutch lever For Suzuki Look guess what I'm going to list on my site Key wave (laughs) Key wave
2: Here you go They're like Oh man I'm really needing An air cleaner For my Uh for my fellow set. Uh,
1: listen, a bespoke one at that, yeah. Because, yeah, so there you go. So, yeah.
2: I I'm, found it back here. It I'm gonna from the
1: race of 1912. I'm going to dig through their shit and see if it's worth, I might buy something off there if it's cheap enough and give it to one of our uh, winners of Spooky Spokes or something. to see. I
2: saw that they had a discount on the connecting rods. They're like going for like 25 cents each. <laughs> so he might Perfect. as well give me a couple.
1: Perfect. <laughs> and then when your bike blows up, Standard. The bike just melts, them <laughs> blow up. Uh, just disintegrates like water, and sugar it's water. Packaged in coronavirus, <laughs> which, by the way, dude, uh, not only has coronavirus hit motorcycling, but. Oh, it has? Well, oh, because the right. GP got pushed back, right. it's the first thing we talked about. I'm scared, about but that. uh, yeah. Are you scared to like travel around now or not?
2: I don't know what to be scared. I, I don't know really what to believe.
1: Whatever the media tells you, son. Uh, <laughs> that's what you should be afraid of.
2: Um, I think if you if we if you really are concerned, you just have to be extremely diligent. I think what's going to happen is it's going to get to the point where people are going to be wearing masks in public. Is it going to be the norm? Wait, and where already do that. Rubber gloves. Well, some. People do. I fucking
1: don't. Yeah. No. They already do. Kind of where I live. I mean, that's like a thing. So I wouldn't feel weird doing it. I'd be like, yeah, fit in finally. (laughs) But I went to (laughs) fucking one of you (laughs) after all these years. I went to Harbor Freight. And was picking up some dust masks, and they're sold fucking out. Home Depot sold out. I mean, I didn't want a shitty one, so I just got a cartridge one. But then my thing was like, hey, this says it's menu. What if I just open this and just like green coronavirus puff flies? Well, like st- ironically, flies out of this protective mask thing. That would so that would be ironic. Made, if it's made in Wuhan, that'd, China, I believe they shouldn't be able. To, but yeah, that's be the um,
2: ultimate paradox, man.
1: Yeah. They, th- they say wash your hands, and as you know, motorcyclists don't. So, be, be- Well, that's one thing that motorcyclists,
2: especially racers, have going for them. Not your fly-by-night shit when you're getting all your cute outfit on for the ride in the morning. I'm talking about people who are out there in their garage getting all gross, and they got oils and gas and pus and all this kind of shit all <laughs> over them. They bleed. They don't wash their hands. They eat the oils and their blood. It's everywhere. I think that kind of stuff is what's going to save. It's going to be a whole world of motorcyclists because they won't get it as bad. Yeah, and they've got they've got the uh,
1: the helmet protects you from people's sneezes. Yes, so listen, I'm going to wear
2: my helmet all the time now.
1: Yeah, I I do actually. My fa- I'm so hook up ugly. my
2: hookah to it. <laughs>
1: I, we should make a helmet Fuck Scully helmets With the rear view mirror shit. I'm going to get a whole how, how did Tell me how Scully did it again
2: I'm going to get it going too no, I'm going to do one of those We too. need to
1: do a helmet That just has six hook, hookah pipes That's hooked up to it And you oh. wear the hookah In your backpack We need to make a backpack That oh doesn't light God. on fire When you have that I in think there.
2: you'd look like One of those uh, Spider-Man predators. Predator <laughs>
1: Predator <laughs> um, Yeah That's listen, just
2: Stoner man
1: Speaking <laughs> is, that is that a hero? Predator?
0: I bet you that's He's a He's my fucking hero listen,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love you, stoner I, man. I bet you, I Jay and Silent. Like you. I bet you that Jay and Silent Bob had that as one of their comics uh, in the movie Chasing Amy. Um, speaking of eating shit and why I don't think I get sick except for nostril-related things. Uh, my nostrils fell off when I was very young. So That's part of the reason there. <laughs> that's why you look like that, Skeletor yes, man. Yes. I look like if I were to light my head on fire anymore, I look like Ghost Rider. Yeah, but he's cool. When I That'd worked at look. when I worked at the shop, no shit. I had just fucking you ate shit. I didn't eat shit. Oh. I eat shit all the time when I try to ride motorcycles. But at the shop, no shit. Mm-hmm. I had literally just pulled like the fucking front radiator core off of. Car, like pulled the header panel, the radiator, and some other shit. And my hands literally looked like I had rubber gloves on, black nitrile gloves, but it was just, in fact, my hand and all the grease and road grind that had come off this fucking car that we had gotten a crash and we're fixing it. And we go to eat lunch. It's lunchtime. And I. talk bullshit my friend we're Um, out of of quick orange no no go Joe or quick orange here goes (laughs) just eat your sandwich yeah and my sandwich looked like a fucking joke where you like grab a white it was a fucking it was like the whitest white bread too I was so poor I had to eat like bologna sandwiches on the C3 white bread and fucking I grabbed it and I looked at it and I'm like fuck it you can see every fucking fingerprint because my hands are so and I was like listen you this should have gonna, at least wiped
2: them off a little bit, maybe on a paper towel or something. I'm telling or,
1: you. I got them wet. Dog. Since they were so oily, oil repels water, so they could not get cleaned oh, off. <laughs>
2: Isn't there some carpeting around? You could have gone <laughs> in his house and mopped it up. Well,
1: my uniform also looked like shit that day because I had wiped so much shit. There was nowhere clean to wipe my hands on it, so I was like trying to wipe it. I w- wiped on my friend's hair. He wasn't too happy about that. And needless That's to say- I,
2: I think that kind of shit is what's going to save yes. us all, all in this room. So
1: I have not had a flu since. Mm. That ends- I haven't
2: had flu since I was a kid. And I was actually yeah. talking to someone about that. I said, I remember having the flu, being sick, like puking sick, really dehydrated, like you can't keep yeah. anything down for days. Yeah. But I can't remember that happening even in high school, maybe? Yeah. It's been a long time. I 20 had to stay home years. from
1: work one day because in my twenties, um, when I had a really bad like chest, I was like when I thought I was going to die. I could barely breathe, and it was probably just like when it was really fast. It was like two days mm-hmm. of that congestion, phlegmy shit, mm-hmm. and it was probably some fucking probably the swine flu back then or SARS. I'd like to tell all my
2: employers since high school that I um, actually was sick with the flu. I, yeah. I wasn't just joking about that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> having just the cold There's a cold And then there's the flu I think it's just Anything extreme That's going on But it sounds like The coronavirus Is mostly like A respiratory thing and goes yeah. in your lungs So if we do go to Italy Which we're supposed to go
1: to oh, in two shit, months uh, Followed by your Follow up trip to,
2: to South Korea get, <laughs> To go get Mr. Corona's Fucking autograph While we're there um, We're supposed to go to Mugello At the MotoGP track So Who knows Yeah I think you just got to really be Who diligent. Knows. I think we're going to still go.
1: I want to know how many people have died worldwide be- from it because if it's less than the fucking flu or less than...
2: That's what people are talking about. It's in, And so I've listened to the uh, New York Times podcast, The Daily, and they talk about you know the fact of the real numbers of what's going on with it. And you would, wouldn't believe that there's... I don't know, 80,000? Is it 80,000 or is it more the people that die from the flu in the US?
1: Right. It's probably less. Way The coronavirus worldwide is probably less than the flu, you know? 80,000 80, 80, in the high. US
3: die from the flu every year. But that I sounds think the number even high. Is, no, I, And I gun think controls like this thing that we're really worried about. And that's about. not even the only things that it's like people 30, die from. 30,000 gun control is. Including suicide It's like 10,000 So a lot of people say Just people. Um, I think we should Shoot the coronavirus Dude To Shoot up
1: some Shoot the flu Maybe we yeah. should fix
3: The health system Shoot the bit. flu Though What pisses me off about it, It's like Everything you see about it Depending which political party Is totally different Yeah it, you and can, I'm just like get worked up Real quick I'm like really Like we have a, a Potentially serious issue And you guys are like Fuck fixing anything But let's fight about it To make the other side Look bad <laughs>
1: How many die from the flu every year?
3: Uh, 12,000
1: Americans die from the flu in any given year, and 61,000 people died in 2017 and 18. Worldwide? No, 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 in the US. So it went from 12,000 to 60,000 in a couple years? No, no, no. 12,000 in any given year have died, but in 2017 and 18... Right, so it's average 12,000. Yeah, 61,000 died. And I can't remember why. Was and is it? that per sixteen or
2: per 2016? Because people or are per, getting sick. There's too many people. 16. The viruses are working for the fucking planet. Listen. <laughs> I know. You know they're working for Mother Earth. They're deep and They're like, Mother Earth is like, do you know what? This is getting to be a goddamn ridiculous. Yeah. You guys go start picking off the weak and yeah. the fat and the fucking assholes who are eating like shit. Yeah.
1: I was. Mm. I wrote. I went for a quick <laughs>
2: little ride. The My six hundred pound life. How the fuck
1: people? do people get that big? They you know listen speaking of that it's unfucking believable now you can keeping have McDonald's it, fucking, coming uh, door
2: dashed right to you keeping though. it motorcycle. related going to start regulating
1: oh I read an article today but keeping this motorcycle related do you remember in this it was the Guinness Book of World Records the two fattest twin brothers riding those little tiny oh, CTC70s yes. those, awesome. those guys are like six hundred pounds apiece they we should get those guys to come to Fuck. like a well they're a party. dead three times over uh, I probably. May. But uh, I just read this might be interesting to people who are feeling bad that they keep having to buy new leathers every couple of years. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, for the most part, your gut is where your... Um, food. Food goes and gets digested. And then your butt is where mm-hmm. it comes out. Mm-hmm. But they were saying that... that from the eighties till now they did a study on people from like 1961 to like 2001 or some shit like that. And the people that ate the same amount of food and exercised the exact same amount had a lot of trouble staying thinner, um, in this last like decade or 15 years. And it's like in the eighties, uh, they think that there's been a like gut shift because of the stuff that we're eating and the way we treat our food. Like, we didn't really have, like, hormone-laced beef. That's the beef tax, huh? Why we? are why we... Remember a couple of years ago, I the beef tax? I only eat
2: my neighbor's beef.
1: Well, you know, and your neighbor's beef probably doesn't have a whole bunch of shit injected in it. Nope. But over the last few decades, we have been putting more it's been more about like size and profit than it has been about quality so they were saying all the chemicals that we, and, and going back to our dolphins and fucking fish I believe it
2: we are do you know what it's people are fucked I don't even know how yeah. we're gonna keep the rest of this motorcycle related because
1: <laughs> I'm
0: about well, to go off
1: uh, listen it's because we don't want to buy motorcycle leathers in in, but if you're on like well, medications listen, if you're eating yes, like processed food you're no, gonna be
2: buying a new leathers you cause. are a good candidate for the coronavirus he's hearing you now <laughs> he's, he's coming in hot huh? listen Listen. He's like, just tell me where you're at. He's gonna hit all the fucking it's good. Just imagine this thing getting through into New York. It's oh, just gonna God everyone's damn. gonna be sick.
1: Listen, motorcycle prices either are gonna be seen rocket. World
2: War Z. Yes. That's what it's gonna be yes. like.
1: Yes. Everyone's gonna be a zombie. Oh, 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 and this is the point I wanted to make about we the need other to day. To get to
2: fucking the island and race.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I was riding, I rode uh just I didn't ride today, but I rode yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of empty for some reason. And I was thinking, like, is this... Because in other places, they're canceling travel because of, you know, they're canceling motorcycle rides, for Pete's sake. They're a, That's the mm-hmm. smallest thing you cancel. They're canceling large-scale travel, Uber, DoorDash. All that shit is getting canceled in these other countries and cities where there's infected because they don't want to go up and get fucking... So how do you reconcile that against... uh you know uh, uh, the economy. I think the economy is going to go crazy over this. It's going to be like it's going to be like nine eleven, and it's going to be like um, anything like the uh, fucking tsunami, for example. They're, it's going to shut down a lot of travel, which is going to mess with. Well, um, I'm
2: getting nervous because what if I'm doing the IMS tour next year? Yeah, I'm going to have to fucking fly in planes and go to these goddamn cities where all <laughs> yep. the fucking World You're War Z zombies trapped. live.
1: So I was thinking about this as I was riding. I was like, is this what it would be like for, I don't know why it was so dead at the particular time I went, but I was like, is this, I kind of feel like I'm alone. I saw like one car on the freeway. Are you sure this wasn't
2: a dream no, this morning?
1: No, When do you ever see one fucking car on the freeway? Oh, there's a couple big what, rigs. you had,
2: no. When was this? This was. Weekday or weekend?
1: Well, it was Monday. Five days ago on Monday. Hmm. And, uh. I was riding at roughly like 11 o'clock a.m., 11 of the clock a.m. That's the best
2: time to drive in L.A. Right.
1: right, maybe that's what it was, and it just seems so empty. There was about, I mean, yeah. not literally zero cars in the freeway, but there was like none. There's usually like some. And I was like wow Where's everybody at
2: How many How many edibles Did you eat before you went Because you mm, might have You might have just been Riding on the on your driveway is probably <laughs> <the story.
1: laughs> You know what like, It this did is look crazy. It did look familiar Dude, And the my, neighbor Came by It was like a monster He just walked by At freeway speeds <laughs> How did he fucking do that Now that you think about it <laughs> See it, it does sound more Like it See? was an edible Yeah you're right and my, and my landlords, good. my landlords have emailed three times, where's the rent? So maybe you're right. Maybe mm-hmm. I, it was just down my area. You
3: ever got so stoked? The stoned? sketchy part is like, so if it does hit like LA, New York's probably the same, like the homeless are who's gonna really suffer, right? They don't have health care, they I can't wash their hands, like or they're impervious to disease. It could be that. Um mm. the meth will kill it all. The meth and the like fucking cockroach. Think of all the motorhomes in downtown LA that have been there for like haven't moved <laughs> yeah. in six months or a year. Dude, if someone goes in that because they they're sick and they die, yeah, dude, they're just it'll be like, and then you walk in there and they're
1: all green and they come to life and bite your neck. Oh, it could be, no. yeah, you go to clean them out. And yeah, so it's I, terrible. I, I this this is my thing. My my wife and I were talking about. Remember when Obama let that Ebola patient come over here? Well, fuck, they cured Ebola. So what the hell? Like wow. Mm-hmm. But we were like, holy shit, this is going to be the real real deal zombie thing. So now I'm thinking this coronavirus. It's not it's not going to be like. There's a movie that everybody gave shit, and it was called The Happening. I think it was a fucking M Night Shyamalan <laughs> movie with, with, with um, Marky Mark. In it. yes, I saw that. And I was like, you know, yeah, it, was it, terrible. it doesn't have to be people jumping off buildings and killing themselves. It can I, just be the fucking Coronavirus could it just be the happening. It could. This could be the happening. I thought Mother the happening
2: Earth. was where everyone was like smoking some Yay, grass and is having really a beer. Happening. This is really happening. That's no. Lenny
1: Bruce is happening. This yes. is like the real happening where
2: the trees send vibes to kill yeah. each other. That's great. Yeah. I like that movie. After the first, I love that movie. Actually, oh shit, Mother Earth coming back. Yeah, one from well, that's Mother what's Earth.
1: happening this year. And and I wouldn't be so upset if it wasn't affecting motorcycle racing.
2: <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what happens here because it's it's. But I suggest people, like, really listen to really smart people, not to the news, well, because it can get you going, and get And not you to a up couple quick.
1: turds sitting in a fucking, and talking about motorcycles. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? Wash your hands. Be wash. careful. If but, you're sweaty, like, you just strip off your leathers from a fucking sidecar race, wash, spray those bad boys out with some Lysol, right? Exactly. Just because you should anyway. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Should you? Should yeah. you though?
3: No. And you know, I thought, you know, I just...
1: It helps season them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like a cast iron. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, speaking of seasoning, should we talk about uh, motorcycle heads? And listen, we need to talk really quickly about um, the current situation of things around creative writing, uh, Bosu build after that. Let's talk about heads real quick. What do you guys know about heads? What kind of heads? Now we had this conversation at the beginning. The I show. know I was confused though. Still, then motorcycle head, engine heads,
2: engine heads. I know about heads.
1: Yeah, what? heads come in a few different variations, and we're going to talk about them. But and I'd also like to deep dive. The whole reason I wanted to talk about this because we had somebody write in and ask about. Hey, let's uh, let's do. I want to learn something. Yeah, I can do sign language. Brady is good at sign language, American sign language, <laughs> but he's doing it in Brazilian, which is throwing me off. Um So we uh they wanted to know about heads and about valves and all this crazy shit. And I was like, well, listen, it's a very large topic. Well, it's a few people that have written in and Oh really. And then Jay also wanted to know about it. I know
2: about I know about I can I can add some things about this. Yeah, and they're awesome, right? They are very good because they um essentially are the uh the little friend who gets the gas into the engine and gets it out, the smoke out of it. Right.
1: And uh, I wanted to say that there's all types of heads. There's mm-hmm. um, overhead cam. There's overhead cams. There's uh, you know, push rods. Uh, there's even a no valve head. If you have a two stroke or a flat head, there's like nothing in it. Um, and then except for the spark plug, and so heads can be all sorts of really different crazy things. But their main function is to. Look pretty on top of the motor there. And yeah, to get the eng- the gas in and out of the, the old uh, combustion s- chamber. Mm-hmm. And the heads is what actually con- controls combustion. Um I love the Hemi. Hey, has that got a Hemi in it? You know, Hemis were a thing that were like, they let you um, get a little bit more efficient combustion. But before we even get there, let's talk about different types of heads. So overhead cam whether you have a single or a dual, whatever it is. Overhead cam style heads, um, if you don't have one of those, you have to actuate the valve some, somehow. One of my favorite looking designs, but I'm not 100% sure how efficient it is, is a Desmodromic head, which uses like, gears to open and close the valve um, on a lot of heads I think they don't they still use the cam it's just there's no spring there's no yeah there's no spring it's just like a desmo it's like a totally gear opened and closed valve um and what the valves if we start at the very beginning I guess your 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 head is basically where the combustion chamber is your piston comes up from the crankshaft and it goes up into your head and it smashes all the gases up there and that's mm-hmm. what explodes. If you have an electric bike, I don't know what the heads do. To be honest, they contain there t- are no heads. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just um, a big block. There's it's amazing. No yeah, it's amazing. Um, so even if you have a two-stroke, it's the same thing. It's where the combustion happens. It's the little pocket of air, and what what gets filled with fuel. And explodes and makes the piston go back down. And if your timing is advanced too much, you can, like, explode a little before. Everything is up there and cause detonation and bend a rod and blow a hole in the piston and cause knocking and all this great stuff. So the heads has a lot to, is, is a lot to do with the performance of the engine and, of course, if the, the overhead cam. What, what type is it? Blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, on a very basic level, like Brady said, it's what gets the gas in and out. Sometimes it does it with valves. If you have a two-stroke, that's a whole different story, so we'll talk about that later. But the valves go up and down, in in and out, actually, and uh, the exhaust, the intake valve opens and it sucks through vacuum. Pressure sucks in the uh, fuel. Air mixture. Uh Uh-huh. And then it closes just as the piston comes up to combust it or to compress it, and then The spark plug goes off, and as it's going down, the exhaust valve opens, and as the piston's coming back up, the exhaust valve stays open for just a little bit, and it pushes the fuel out, and then it closes, and that's the exhaust stroke. So you have uh, usually four strokes. Two strokes do this in two, whereas they're always sucking and blowing at the same time. That's why they were a little bit more inefficient, but they had way more power because every stroke was basically like every other stroke. Stroke it was a power stroke. Um, some valves, like the the or some heads, like the Hemi, became popular in like race cars and stuff. What's the old uh, the old saying? Suck. Squeeze, suck, squeeze, bang, blow. Oh, yeah, suck, squeeze, bang, blow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And suck, that's squeeze, basically bang, how it happens. It sucks. As the piston goes down, it draws in air as, as a vacuum, like just like a syringe. It's just like looking at a syringe. You guys doing heroin know exactly what we're talking about right now. <laughs> Please be safe, though, as you do this. But, yeah, as you draw it, it's sucking the air in, and then the – uh and the intake valves open, and this is all done via springs, uh, pushing the valves back closed, Um, except for the Desmos. See, that's where they were crazy because they were all gear-driven, and it literally, like, supposedly the timing was good on those, but there's some disadvantage where you couldn't, like, adjust the timing as easily or or change the cam profile because it would fuck everything up. But, um or they were like one piece part of the cam some some shit I were think like they that just, didn't
3: they're also just expensive to uh, maintain. And, and
1: yeah and that too they're not as easy to replace as just like a fucking spring and a keeper if something goes sideways and relaps yeah the and just,
3: they still have issues you would think eliminating the spring yeah would would help but it, they're not exactly a, as
1: a lot of as they people sound. love two strokes because there are no valves you still have heads but there are no valves and well, there's like zero moving parts uh, except for the piston which doesn't really count as anything moving in the head right so Two strokes, where is that? But they require so much maintenance, and you have to have lubrication coming in, so that's done via gas, and that's a whole nother story. But as far as heads go, yeah, the really popular um, heads back in the day were flat heads because they were super simple to build. A lot of Harleys actually had this. A lot of Indians, I think, had this. It was a side valve motor and a flat head. And uh, you just had the spark plug there, and it was like a, it was like a fucking just a square, and the cylinder went up and down. You know, from the side side view, it just looked like a little square, and you just had the cylinder squishing it. So the valve had to open on the side uh, via push rod or really long valves. Like, can you imagine like a fucking how long? How many times would you think a bend of bend a valve? You had a, a, a under cam, you know, uh, the cams at the bottom there, and it's pushing this long fucking valve. <laughs> <laughs> so a valve the size of a push rod. It worked though. They worked like crazy. And and just, I love watching old motors, even the kind that has like the rocker valves from like the 20s and 30s. And they're external. The valves are fucking external. You can see that shit moving. And it's so crazy to watch those things. I love it. Um, there's a guy on YouTube as well that has, he'll make a head out of like a, uh, uh, acrylic or or a, like really thick oh, plexiglass yeah. and you can put it on a, yeah. like
3: Briggs & Stratton yeah so.
1: yeah yeah he'll do it on Briggs & Stratton so you can see the stuff how it works you can actually sometimes see the valves because um, he'll just do like a little cover out of it and you can see the valves moving if they're side valves and stuff so flat heads are really simple but they're super inefficient so then came the Hemi hey it's got a Hemi in it and you always hear about people talking about Hemis and if you think about like on a uh, video game or like anything even if you're drawing a piece of paper imagine uh, you know your engine is an explosion happening you imagine a grenade or a mine going off and if you were to draw like the blast radius of that it's a circle uh, on the ground on a y-axis and kind of on a um, x-axis you know it's like a it's like a ra- Radius. Nothing blows up perfectly in a square, <laughs> straight up in a square without going out to the sides. Mm-hmm. So in your head, the same thing is happening. Mm-mm. And that's why the Hemi was so efficient is because a flat head literally had like from a radial view, it was a square profile. And the Hemi literally had a hemispherical or a, like a half circle profile. And it had two valves only. You re- really can only fit two valves in a Hemi or else it gets kind of crazy. How you had to angle the valves in, it just wouldn't work. So for two valve HEMIs, it was awesome, and NASCAR still uses that, and I think drag racing still uses that, and it's because like they they're limited to two because of the rules to two valves still. Um, but the HEMIs got way better combustion because they're taking that extra square um, corners of the uh, cylinder head and they're making it round. So you basically have a blast radius that matches the shape of the head now, but. Um, You add more valves And you can't do that You have to stretch it out So it's not a hemisphere Now it's kind of of like a long egg Or they'll do pent roof ones That are not perfect hemispheres They're like Excuse me They look like a tent Like a camping tent Or a safari tent The the benefit of that Is you can put more um, valves in it And now get better uh, More air More fuel Better combustion um, And all that stuff So it's come a long way Um, And to make these things I can only imagine like people fucking nerds sitting in there with their pen and paper and and protractor and just figuring out all these weird formulas trying to figure out the volume of a fucking and how to do the shape you know like back in the old days before CAD and all this cool shit they had to draw this shit on paper make it and figure out if it was going to work you know I love those pioneers yeah me too and uh, and to see some of the stuff like Wiggins and I have talked about the NR and the NSR Heads that had like the oval mm-hmm. uh, pistons, and so the heads had to be special shape for that. Um, there's all sorts of hot rod heads that have special dishes. Yeah, we're I'm kicking we're good. wires. Special dishes and um, weird. Like if you look at heads in magazines, you're like, why is that shape like that? It turns out like some asshole fucking bench tested this thing on like a flow bench and figured out it could, you could pass like 16 more cubic feet of air through it if you made such and such this shape around the valve or you could make the air swirl better so a head is not just the the function of it is super simple but the technology that has gone into it is fucking crazy it's
2: all about efficiency it's all about getting that air fuel mixture in the right way delivering it for the most efficient and uh Biggest bang, and then getting it out of there as quickly as possible. And there's lots of ways to do it, and it's usually some sort of guru, race weirdo (laughs) that has the answers.
1: I love to call them forum senseis. They're the dudes that you could ask, "What about that 1980 like one year fucking motorcycle?" They'll they'll just know it. Yeah. Oh shit! Listen, yeah. (laughs) I was flowing ahead. (laughs) Yeah. That year. Yeah, and. The cool thing too is that like crossover is sweet, and if you can find a forum sensei that has like some fucking hidden notebook, because none of these guys use computers. That's the fu- or the, or they have a fucking spreadsheet from 1981 that was like all green screen. <laughs> and they have a the, flip phone. Yeah, and a flip phone. They don't do any of this shit new school, because that would be uh, too advanced. Against, it would they, be satanic. They don't have enough fucking. They have so Jesus much brain. Said no. They're working on such a high capacity. They don't have another. They don't want to learn a computer. They, no, you know. that's so, sacrilege. So they write the shit down in their secret little notebook that's all dusty, and they'll tell you this crosses this head fits this fits this fits this. And one of my biggest boners that's never going to happen uh-huh. um, is an XT two hundred and fifty mm-hmm. has the same heads as an <gasps> SR two hundred and fifty. Uh-huh. Well, basically, basic same motor, but they have uh, a two valve head or a four valve head rather than a two valve head. Oh, and, love extra valves. Yeah, and they have a fucking decompression lever and everything that comes Velvy. with it. But the thing is, is since everybody knows that, guess where all g- those heads are? Like eighteen thousand dollars because everybody, every old fucker that wants to ride a XT is like snatched them up, and they only made them for two years. Um, and unfortunately, they didn't keep them around in Japan like they did the SR four hundred for yeah. you know half a century. So if you know like crossover, if you, if heads, you have one
2: of those, send um, it. Send it to, send it to uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Email us at creative writing podcast and don't send us no stuff stuff very good very good um yeah so anyways and we might break down a head a little bit more than that somebody you know the people that asked me were specifically asking about functions of a head so we're, we might talk about rockers we might talk about cams we might talk about if you're lucky yeah the difference between overhead cams versus underhead, you know,
2: under, under underhead cams.
1: Cam. Yeah, that just just like a <laughs>
2: And the ram jam cam, ram. Where does
1: that cam go? Well, down under the crankshaft cam, or are you talk about the under the oil pan cam, the cam um, the pan ram. And then also. Like yeah, some cams aren't even in the fucking head, right? So so we might get to that. We might get into the shim under bucket fucking valve adjustments. We might get into the little Honda adjusters and Yamaha adjusters that they use. Boy, and that all that. So exciting. Stuff. Yeah, I have a whole book. This will mm-hmm. bore you to. T- Brady's already falling asleep because we're fucking half a pack of uh, roofies into the show. He's you did slip a Mickey into this drink at the beginning of the show, didn't you? Because <laughs> I'm
2: feeling it. Well, see, the thing is, is that I just got a text message for from Blonzilla. And, uh, she just said she's watching women tell all bachelor and it's amazing. I've got to
0: <laughs> go. <gotta> go. <laughs> I've got to fucking go.
1: Hey, <laughs> This sounds amazing. Yep. This is good. And, and you, and you're going to be right on time. I think you signal this. The time, and you're going to be good. Or Are we over? Are we good? Well, no, this is perfect. So, okay. I'm going to duck out. This has duck been amazing out, but, as usual.
2: I, I wish I could stay till the end, but I, I need some, like, fucking... Oh, listen, no, Some no, uppers. No. And these good. roofies that we snorted, this is love, slowing my ass down. Yeah. I think I better get in the I car as would, fast as I can and get home quick. You
1: take a fucking quaalude, and you'll be more amped up than we are right now. So, listen, after you guys get done watching Bachelor 911, go watch this fucking show called Love is Blind. I fucking started watching it with my wife just okay. as a trash television. I uh-huh. hate reality shows. I hate competition shows. I think I saw a <laughs> We started before. watching this shit, and I got fucking hooked. And I'll tell you why. Love is blind. Now they're like advertising yeah. on what channel? Hulu and is stuff. it Fox? Yeah, no. It was like it was. A Netflix, Love It's a Netflix original, Netflix. so it's only going to be on Netflix.
2: I what's the premise about it again? Listen, I heard
1: you're not allowed to see the people. You can. You're trapped in these pods. Yeah, they never for get like, able to see what they look yeah, like. Yeah, you don't get to see what they look like. You're trapped in these pods for like two weeks, and you get a, there's like six dudes and six ladies, and they all get a date. They all get to talk to each other, and then as you start, but they can't see each other. But they can't see each yeah. other. And as you start connecting, like you go on a date with all six chicks, and all six chicks go on a date with all six guys, and as you get to know each other and start kind of clicking off, you kind of make an attraction with one or two, and then as you get closer with them, you get down to the one, and then. But what if they just swap people around, and you're like, I didn't, I didn't even know that it was that person. Well, yeah. So anyway, that's they just did. a joke. They so, kind of did. They kind of Oh, interesting. Did. Yeah. And so, and then by at the end of the two weeks, if you connect with somebody, you propose to them to marry you. What the fuck? And I think that for how about just do a little anal first, like Listen, your friend. That that's for Californians. That doesn't work for some Detroit. of these nice Midwest people that are on this show. Uh, they would never go for anal first (laughs) unless it's that cowboy joke I told at the beginning of the show. But the thing is, is that they propose to them and then they get to see them. If the person says, yes, I'll propose to you, then they get to see them. And they're like, you know what? It's so weird, but with they don't get to use their smartphone. They have, they have no connection to the outside world. So my thing is, is it's all like fucking Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> of course you're going to fall in love with someone for two weeks because two weeks blends into fucking three years when you don't have any connection to the outside world, including funny. being able to go outside. What they're about, trapped inside. Uh, People are assholes. Yeah. Why do they do this shit? And then they have to move in together for like two or three weeks and then they get married into. So it's like a six week wow. experiment to see if they really get married. And some is of them. Is it like 90 day bride? So my, yeah, hell yeah. So my day, is that a sex show or is that a motorcycle show? It's another fucking stupid show. Oh God. So my deal is. It's <laughs> so crazy how many there are. I'm going to do this There's with a so motorcycle. There's so much content. Yeah. I know Wiggins will be around for the next few weeks. I'm gonna do this with a motorcycle. I'm gonna pick a motorcycle, <gasps> see if I can get, hide it behind get, something, yes. And then she'll rev Wiggins to, you. to fall in love with it little little by little, week by week. Oh. And if he finally says yes, I will ride you. I'm gonna whip it out, and he's gonna have to fucking he's go to for it and see if their love can transcend the real world. Oh. And if they eventually say yes, Wiggins like I never ride a rolling. Yeah, <laughs> I know. See, that's what I'm thinking. But I'll be like, listen, my specs are like that, and then I'm gonna blindfold him and make it ride right it on the. Street because it well. Like, this is so I've thought about this. I thought about this. <laughs> yeah. You're a sick man.
2: All right. With that, that makes me smile, but I'm gonna have to run you guys. All right,
1: let's take a quick break while Brady Walker
3: gets out My of here and we'll talk love to you guys you all. Brady Walker's walking out. Oh, I'm walk- shit.
2: These boots are made for walking. Well that's just what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna watch Bachelor too.
3: Any more? You got any more what do you want to say
1: before we go? <laughs> peace and love, peace and love. Walk hard. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs>
3: I'm not with Knox, dude. I got dudes like waiting, and I'm like waiting to get paid. Yeah. I'm just like procrastinating.
1: Yeah. And we were recording that just in case you wanted to know, Wiggins.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean,. Dude, I sent out fucking uh, Secret Santa last week. Nice.
1: (laughs) but Or two weeks ago. But he was super fucking pumped. Good. So he didn't care that it was late. There you go. I knew who your Secret Santa was, and that uh, that was for him. Um, Now get up, Wiggins, and let's talk about your knife show because you did.
3: uh, Oh, I did a knife show and a race, huh? Yes, you did. Let's do knife show first. How did that thing go? It went really well. Nice. Um, I mean, you know, I can always sell more stuff is good. I said knives. Nice, but I should have said knives. Yeah, it went pretty good. I mean, there's definitely some more. There's some stuff I, I want to sell because selling knives is what helps me do the next batch. Yeah. I'm ready to do that. But I also got a bunch I need to finish. I got some, quite a few handles I need to do. Um, yes. I've seen some of the...
1: I. Checked out some of the people that were exhibiting there, and they had, there's some pretty slick shit there, man. Oh, dude, there's some people
3: that are really, really, really talented, and it you know it just it's all a lot of it for me is you have to find your style and then find your niche with that, and yeah. I you know for me I I'm not into the like ornate fancy material <laughs> polished right you know, and a lot of respect for some of those guys that are, but. You know, I like a user-style knife. Even yeah. some of my, like, fancier stuff that I've done fancier work on and f- use, like, wood and stuff, like, I'm still like, dude, this is a really good steel, and you need to go use it and abuse it. And, like, to me, that's kind of the best when people, like, you sent me a picture, you, like, extracted a fucking set screw with this. Yeah, it yeah. Like, I love that shit. Like, I love when well, people just beat the shit out of it, you And know? to
1: be honest, I uh, I use it every other day to sharpen my kids' pencils and to sharpen my shop pencils and to remove,
3: like, little things from, you know, yeah. little
1: pieces from... It's such a fucking versatile
3: tool. Yeah, and that's... I mean, to me, that's a lot of it. Like, I like to make... I definitely have a few designs that are less tooly and more self-defense style, and I definitely have some stuff that's, like, meant to be a little bit prettier and a little less, like, utility. But um, at the core of it, I mean, I think that's what a knife's for. And, you know, when you spend... I don't even know how much like a fancy Damascus billet knife would be, but <laughs> like, you know, you spend five or six or seven or more or hundred on a fancy knife, like it makes it hard to use. So you don't wanna, uh, yeah, you don't wanna, yeah, wreck or it. like, and a lot of people, I mean, there are people that do a lot of like artsy fartsy knives and they're really not meant to be used. And you can usually tell the difference, but. You know, it, it's... I don't know. That's why I think, too, a lot of people are getting into, and myself included, like getting into kitchen knives. Like, one, they're easy to do gifts. And two, you know, people are going to take them home and use them. Yeah. Even though they spent good money on them, like... They're like, well, I bought this kitchen knife. I want to use it. And you're not tearing it up when you're using it, you know? So yeah. it's, that's kind of nice.
1: There's a person I follow on uh, Instagram called North NW Primate. I think NW stands for Northwest. And uh, he makes knives out of uh and indi- he's kind of does like indigenous stuff where he, he makes arrowheads um in the traditional way he makes knives in the traditional way like out of bone and like weird stone and stuff like that. Huh. And he'll make arrowheads out of uh shale not shale, but like slate and stuff. And he'll make pitch. He'll 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 make his arrows just like natives did out of like tar pitch and stuff like that. But I was like, man, that's another guy that I think you would dig his style because he values a good a good piece, um, but he also values a good, um, like primal knife, you know what I mean? But he yeah, like, yeah. like here he's got his skinning sheath, um, and a fillet cause he does a lot of fishing, um, old school way. So yeah, he does, he got some pretty good, uh, stuff. And then he makes some sheaths out of, uh, found timber. Like he just, he hunts around and, and, uh, lives kind of like, shows you how to live like in the woods and he uses all sorts of knives and it doesn't take big ones. It just takes uh, usable ones. And that's what I love about the knife that you made for me that that uh, yeah. is so damn usable. It's not too big. It's not too little. Um, it's perfect rigidity. I've, I've been able to keep it sharp. I didn't haven't had to go buy some special tool. Um, I don't know. He uses a lot of his to start fires like with Flint. And I don't know if every single knife will do that. If there's a some special
3: Yeah, on the back side, you want to keep like kind of a sharp 90 degree, um, and that helps you with the flint and do all that stuff. If you, um, yeah, if you don't have kind of an edge there, it's hard, yeah. Um, but if you use like you can't use the blade side either because it wants to dig in, so you want a 90 degree but kind of sharp, um, and that that does it a little better. And honestly, not a lot of mine get that unless you get like maybe a little bit, but it would just be like cleaned up at the end.
1: Yeah. Um and, and like when I was looking at uh the show you went to and like seeing all the diversity there, um, it's like yeah, you make knives and you go into a knife show, really? But then you see like well, you stand out because somebody like somebody's making us there's somebody that didn't make like one specific type of knife. And
3: then there's some yeah, people yeah, that are making yeah. like bayonets that I don't even know if are legal well, I, but I mean For me, it wasn't just going to see what other people are doing. I mean, it is because these people became my friends because in the last year and, you know, hopefully the foreseeable future, um, you know, everyone in that – to do that show, you have to join the local club. And some guys participate and some don't. Um, And I try to go to some of the meetings and stuff because there's always good stuff to learn. But – so you want to see what everyone's doing because it's rare that you see other than like Instagram and stuff. It's rare that you see their product and and what they're making. So yeah. that's kind of cool. But you know, the show for me was—I mean—in that aspect was more for finding customers and yeah. having you know. And it's funny, like I had a cleaver there, and a lot of people like people really dig it. No one bought it, but um, <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's not real practical. But
1: I'm yeah. like, yeah, you know, I use
3: them all the time, actually. Like, well. It's not like a kitchen cleaver, though. It's it's like an EDC-style knife, but in a cleaver. Oh, I got you. I got you. And it's um the thing. Is, I'm like, it's not practical, but, you know, if you're practical about buying knives, I'm like, you'd go to Walmart and buy a new Kershaw every six months. Yeah. So it's not like it's just kind of a different thing. Yeah. But it, I don't you know, know.
1: Maybe if you're, because for me, like, the whole gun and knife thing for me is mostly for, I don't do that stuff here in California that much, but in Arkansas, like, that shit is like clutch. You got to have a good, you know, I hunt hunt there. That's the whole reason I have a gun. And then you need a knife because you need to do some skinning and Mm -hmm. some cleaning and all that shit. So it's like, yeah, there, there's, there's times when you wish you had a little more than
3: like a pocket knife. You know what I'm saying? Like a good cleaver would come in fucking hand. Well, and you know, I mean, but the thing is like, if you're just being practical, there's, there's knives out there that are mass produced that are, that are totally will suffice. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, there's also something about having like that one, I'm not gonna do if I do another cleaver, it's not gonna look like that. Um, so it's it's nice that um just to kind of see what's out there and what yeah. people are doing. Yeah. And and a lot of people that are there and actually buying stuff, like they want Something that's different and handmade yeah. and you can't just walk into a it's store and buy it. not dissimilar from a motorcycle show. They yeah, all are motorcycles
1: all. All. Right. but the way people put their spin on them or like do a different style is well, like all and, fucking
3: you know, you can go cool. into a Harley dealership or any dealership for that matter and buy a new motorcycle, but if you want something for it that's a little bit different, if you're trying to make it your own or whatever, then you yeah. you go to those little shows and you see what's out there. Yeah, that's rad.
1: And I know you use kydex for your um sheaths a lot of the times. yeah. And I just saw somebody making some cool, God, I forget what he made, but, uh, I, they were making like molds or something out of Kydex. Or, and I was like, wow, it's a super versatile thing. It got me thinking like, yeah, yeah. I've seen Wiggins make sheaths out of these things. And here's somebody <laughs> using it for some crazy shit. I forget yeah. what he was doing, making a valve cover or something out of it. But, um, yeah. And the other thing you did was the, um, the veggie plate, which the
3: veggie plate yeah. classic.
1: Oh, it went
3: really, really, really well. Um, it was almost raining that day, right? Did it rain that morning? Nah, it rained Saturday night and Sunday morning. That's At right. least over here. That's right. I mean, I got a little help. Um, shout out to Rich Silva and Adam Lindsay, uh, if they listen. Um, they just, they were helping reach out to people and motivate people to get off their ass and come out. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, part of the problem, not, I don't want to say problem, part of the thing is right now, there's RSD race this weekend. A lot of people just got back from Portland from racing up there. Right. And my race has nothing on the line. Yeah. So Just a good time? Yeah. And honestly, though, I have to say from several people, I got a um, basically like I'm kind of over what's going on with it right now. And I'm glad I came to this because it reminded me what it was about. It reminded yeah. me what I fell in Yeah, I was going to ask you, did any of the OG veggie plate dudes show up? A few. Uh, Sean was busy actually teaching a class, Sean from Suicide Machine, teaching a class at uh, Pasadena Arts oh, Center. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Earl, you know the Earl yeah. customs oh, yeah, yeah. that Brady just left, but uh, Earl does a lot of the track days with us. Um, so he met Sean and, and his good friends with Sean, so he gets Sean to do some design class stuff and um, – So that's kind of cool. He taught that Saturday night. Sean was like, dude, I have seen it. And he's, I mean, Sean's just super OG. And honestly, Sean and Aaron, are the the reason it's called Veggie Plate, like they are the ones because I'm a carnivorous dude for sure. So they're the ones that like, they would literally, when we first started and there were like five or six of us, we'd show up to the track and we'd go out for a practice session or a race or whatever. And we'd come back in. And they'd pull a veggie tray out of their cooler <laughs> and like all five of us, because that's all there were, six of us or whatever, like we would sit there and meal like veggies <laughs> with yeah. a dip, you know? That's rad. So it was also kind of funny because a lot of people, like some people didn't get it and didn't ask, I'm sure. Some people didn't get it and then when we got there, they like, hey, I didn't want to look like an idiot on the internet and I know there's a reason for that, so what is it? Yeah. And so that was cool because – you know, it, and I know that. I mean, it's a stupid fucking name for an event. Well, there's other. I was going to say there are there are
1: other events like that on the East Coast and in the Midwest, and nobody knows why they're called that. Well, they kind of you can get yeah. their stories. Yeah. I mean, this is like one of those things that could be like a funny little well, history, and event that's kind of the now.
3: thing. I mean, you know, for me, with the racing, with SoCal hooligans in general, with all of it, it's so much of it for me is about the sport and why hooligan racing was fucking cool to start with. Yeah. And it's evolved so far too. Oh, it has. It has. And to me though, and you know, not everyone feels this way for sure, but I, most of the people I like do (laughs) (laughs) for, uh, (laughs) but I mean it, you know, I, I want to keep it true to what it was when we started because, I believe the reason it is what it is today is because of what it was when it started. Yeah. Um, you know, it didn't start as a big money, big, it didn't start as a big deal at all. Like when we first showed up to the track, the flagger and the dude working the gate, we showed up as a, a some practice sessions at Paris. They made us go on the track by ourselves. There were three of us the first time. Yeah. And we weren't allowed on the track with the four fifties cause they scared, they were scared we were going to run over. Someone right. Yeah. Um, you know, but it was it was about riding bikes with your buddies. It was, it was that mentality. Like the go, you know, like Brady says, like you go to the track day and then when you're done, you crack open a beer and you hang out with your yep. buddies and you talk about riding motorcycles. And that's all it was. It was really that simple. We happened to be, you know, most of us happened to be in and around the Harley industry in Southern California. And we happened to be, um, we had this mentality of like, you can't have a street tracker if you've never ridden it on the track, like you know. People are were building these like pre-flat track. It's bikes, a streeter, right? yeah, <laughs> and, and they were that was it. So, you know, that was kind of the idea. And we had these shitty Sportster street trackers because we were doing Harley Night at Costa Mesa, and honestly, like Harley Night at Costa Mesa has been around a long, 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 long time. Yeah, but people who will try to take credit for what Hooligan is now will be like, "Well, I was doing." Harley night, 10 years ago. The difference is those people never, ever had a desire or they just, they're not the kind of motorcyclist riders that were like, I want to do this elsewhere. So they never took it away from Costa Mesa. From Harley Harley night. They were totally happy with two nights a year. And some of us were like, so basically I took my bike over to Paris to practice because I was taking my Speedway bike over. Okay. And then we went to, uh, we went out to Elmer Speed Merchant. We did a badass little photo shoot. Hooligan was fucking nothing. It wasn't like, we didn't even call it that. The name kind of came later from some older names. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know Ivy League called some stuff and then they started calling Hooligan. You know what I mean? Well, like- and Ivy League, I mean, that was, I mean, for us originals, Ivy League was later, dude. That was,
1: 2014ish yeah
3: uh well if no nah, it would have been 2015 early 2015 was i league yeah
1: his, and yeah his very first race was 2014 but it was yeah, in yeah. Arizona or whatever
3: yeah and we were actually at a practice day at Paris that night because yeah. i remember them telling us that or the week before a week after because we were there for practice and they were like yeah no one's here because they all went to this race last week oh. or they're going to the race next week whatever it was it was down by the border uh it was out in south san diego county or something like that yeah Yeah. so we so 2013 i picked up the bike because i remember it was my 30th birthday and i drove to indiana and i bought it off my my buddy um who owned a junkyard and towed it i got it back rode a little bit for some harley night stuff crashed it hang on you said the word of the week we gotta take out that pump keg out there
1: i said pump keg i meant thump keg
3: Is that one word or two words?
1: Well, it's the blank yard. Holy shit, that thing went up like. Whoa, 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 a chain
3: reaction. There goes. Uh, That's what happens when you have leftover
1: gasoline uh, uh, in them. I have one left. Don't tell people the family secret. Um, You were drinking gasoline all this time.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and that was 2013. And then later that year was when uh, my bike got turned into a tracker. And then, um, so it was, and it went to a Harley night. I remember that was in October. And then um, I don't know why I remember the month, but I do. I barely remember the year. I only know the year because it was my thirtieth birthday when I picked the bike up. Yeah. And then 2014 was when we we went to a Harley night early in the year. So we had a we did the, the speed merchant photo shoot with my tracker was really the only one. Then when I went to Harley night, literally the next night, Sean and Aaron were there with trackers. Yeah, yeah. So right. we were talking a little bit, and I had already been to Paris at this point, and I was racing Speedway at the time. So. I said, hey, dude, there's there's a Harley night out at San Bernardino. So yeah. I called him up. We, we went out to Harley night at San Bernardino. Um, and Sean literally said, dude, this is fun, and I want to do it yeah. more.
1: Which and it's,
3: it's funny because before
1: that, I had seen street trackers, they called them. And they were yeah. like street super bikes that they had put a couple, like a flat tracker tail, but kept them totally like almost like a race, <clears throat> race slick. You know, like they were like sport bikes with, yeah, tracker tail, and they were like street tracker, and a, and a number you know, plate. We
3: had headlights and taillights yeah, and yeah. stuff. I actually had I had a plastic number plate with a hole cut in it for an LED light yeah, bar. Yeah. Is how I did mine. Um, you know, and so when we were at San Bernardino, and he said that, I'm like, honestly, dude, I go, I've already been out to Paris and done a practice. Like the track's a lot bigger and more fun. I'm what, like, where? What at San Bernardino? Which was it was at what's now the Orange Show Fairgrounds, but Sean McConnell used to have a Speedway uh, track there that okay. closed in. 2014, maybe. Yeah. it I think 2014 was the last year for it. I don't think it went into 2015. Um, and it was just, it raced on Friday nights, and it was damn good fun, and it was a nice track, but it was just, you know, it was hard.
1: Yeah, and what, um, I mean, and that all led up to yeah, the so continuance we, of this whole tradition now.
3: Yeah, so when we went to out there and did some practicing the first time, it was just Sean and Aaron and myself. Yeah. The and then ladies. yeah, and then you know Butcher <laughs> showed up, and then a couple other people, and then you know it wasn't until twenty early twenty fifteen was the Del Mar race, and we had done. Yeah. We actually Harley had already kind of seen and caught wind of it. I mean, I always tell people like in the Harley commercial there were four of us, and the reason in it is is there were only four of us. Yeah, like that was. I mean, that was really it. Um, and it's so it's so
1: funny because twenty. Uh 16 was when the friggin' streets came out and did like flat tracking to X ex- like it escalated quickly.
3: Yeah. And helped flat track get back on the map. 2016 might have been the first year of X Games. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, was, I mean yeah. I mean uh 2015 was the first year of pro X Games. 2016 was the year I went to X Games in Austin.
1: Okay, so maybe it was 15 I'm thinking. Yeah, cuz this is 20 were they- and I didn't
3: go in 19, but I went 18 yeah. and I went in 17. So 16 was when we when we did uh and the Austin one when we went in 16 was an invite only and there were what they did, they did like the Harley teams. So they had a few of us from Speed Merchant, they had Butcher's team, they had Sean and Aaron Suicide Machines team and a couple other people. Yeah. And it was totally a uh, marketing thing. It really was yeah. barely even a race. Um, I, 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 think I don't was, have a medal. I don't yeah. have
1: shit. Like I think it was Harley's way too of saying, "Hey, we got this new XG 750." Well, they and weren't. We want uh, that to, was a
3: different um when they did the XG thing with the pros. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: it was on the snow at first. You remember that? Well, they had the thing with uh, Jared Meese, Nicole Meese and, wife. and Baker. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> and then they did the. uh They had the Vance and Hines the first bikes that they did. Um, but, yeah, what we did, like, we did it literally, the pros were in, like, the next day. Yeah. So... was it was it Flat Track that year? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, they yeah did yeah, yeah. It was the second year for Flat Track in the X Games, yeah, too. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, I remember the first year we weren't there. That so
1: quickly. That's so cool that motorcycling, I mean, it was... You always see freestyle motocross. I mean, freestyle motocross and all that stuff had had its reign for a while, but to flat track come in so
3: fast and make it. It's kind of crazy. And I think the thing with Hooligan is it was a everyman's flat track. I mean, flat track in general is an everyman's sport. Like, there's so many vintage classes and stuff, and really you can buy a 450 pretty cheap and go racing and be
1: competitive. I remember watching, this is like a thousand years ago, like when the Grom first came out, Adam Wahid was – did a little thing where he showed where how you how easy it was to take a showroom bike and just go kind of switch the tires out to basically race at Paris. He did it at Paris and he was like, "Yeah, if you want to join the so they kind of fly track flat track said, so really all you have to do is change the tires." On the Grom. Then, no, 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 no. It's like the same year the Grom came oh, out okay, though, cuz okay. I remember he was it was like around that time they were doing uh, video stuff for like cycle world or something. And he was doing like segments like that, like the Grom coming out. How can you flat track? How can you, you know, do this, do that. And he showed going out to Paris and basically taking a showroom bike and putting, taking the front fender off and putting, um, these flat track tires on. He's like, you know, you're going to have to, you can adjust suspension and lower it for this and that and that. Mm -hmm. But he's like, but you can just take a factory bike and yeah, it's cheap as all hell. Yeah, and um, how did you? I, I really tried to, you can buy a motocross bike and relace the front wheel and at least yeah, go racing. Yeah, yeah, and I they're mean, pretty cheap. If you look online, so like, uh, if you go to vintage,
3: I used to go to the vintage oh, flat track all the time. VFT has a lot of setup ones. pretty yeah, cheap. But like, I mean, a couple grand will buy you, can you like also a just setup bike. And, oh, and, yeah, yeah but go. that's and you're right. A setup bike's probably your best bet. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can convert one for yeah. you. Literally, lace the front wheel and. You know, you can get technical and you want a wider rear rim and suspension, yeah. but you can go racing. Yeah. Actually you can go racing for less. You can get a twenty-one that's they'll let you at least show up to the track with.
1: Yeah. I mean as long as it's not knobby, right? Or something like that. Yeah, I mean that's exactly. like the only thing is you just have to convert switch your knobbies mm-hmm. off. Um, and I think that's what Matt did from my motorbike obsessions. He might've switched down uh, wheel size, but he might've just ran that stalker that he had on there. I cannot remember. I think he, I think he went full fledged on that thing, but it didn't cost him much to get into it and get leathers and get all legal. Yeah. Um, I tried to watch some of it this mo- this afternoon. I was gone all day at a f- fucking clown show. It <laughs> was a, what was it? A robot show, robot and puppet show. And then after it ended, I was like, okay, I'm going to ride out there and I fucking had the worst headache after being out in the sun all day that I I couldn't fathom, like putting on a helmet and riding for an hour and a half again, like with the headache that I had. And I was like, dude, I'm going to fucking miss this, aren't I? And, th- and my wife's like, are you going to go? Because it was getting later and later. And I was like, we. I mean, we literally, I would have had to leave for the races when we got back, but I knew like they would still be going on later. So I was like, yeah, maybe I'm going to go. but. It was not fucking happening. And I was just like, you know when you're out in the sun all day and then Uh, you get home and you, for some reason, you just feel like, yeah. Yeah. You just, I don't know, when I was a little kid, I used to be out in the sun all damn day. And when i get home at night, I'd feel like I'd been burnt to a crisp. (laughs) So as an adult, it's even worse. Yeah. And uh, so I was, and I had a huge, I think I just dehydrated because I, I, my headache was so fucking bad and I was like I don't think I drank water standing out there in the fucking blazing California sun all day yeah, it'll do that and it was sure. pretty hot this weekend um so I, d- I missed it and I was bummed so I was trying to look at the how do- I want to know this how did you race and hold your phone from the bleachers at the same
3: time <laughs> <laughs> so uh actually I mean back to Rich helping out Rich Silva hit me up and he was like hey do you mind if we do some interviews and photos there and I was Rad. like absolutely dude go for it like all that stuff helps and Again, like SoCal Hooligans was always meant to be like the writers kind of thing. It was it was never meant to be like mine or about me. It was about about meant to be about the sport. It was originally my deal was. So we had a group text and it was, um hey, what are you going to this practice or there's a race coming up or would you do you know? And it was again there was six of us so it was fine but it was sucked too. So I started SoCal Hooligans to like be like, oh hey, there's a practice on this day if you want to go, and there's a race coming up, and try to help promote. And then I was like, you know, I want to talk about the riders. And you look through some of the older stuff, and I used to do a lot of that. I would talk about, hey, this is so and so from here, and blah blah blah. And um, I would talk about the bikes, like, hey, this is this bike that you guys see out there. Like this is all that's done to it. Like you can do this, this, and this, and you can have the same bike, um, or you can just do this and this, and it's pretty well you know, the, the base of it. Right. So that's how it like kind of started with SoCal Hooligan stuff. So when Rich asked about that, I, when I got off fun with him, I was like, dude, I just need to let him use SoCal Hooligans. Yeah. So, uh, I texted him back and I was like, Hey, or actually he called me and then I texted him about that. And I was like, Hey, uh, I just want to give you the password to SoCal Hooligans. And he was like, well, yeah, he's like, we can run stuff by you to post. And I'm like, honestly, dude, your vision with what's going on, I feel like is, is spot on. <laughs> what is he doing right now?
1: Is he like a a copy editor or something like that?
3: Silva? Yeah. He works, I'm pretty sure he works for the city of Orange County, and I'm not real sure what he does, but. Um, What's he doing with like the interviews and stuff for those? They just want to put together like a cool little video. Yeah, okay, cool. Cool. You know kind of what's going on, and what we're doing, and the writers and where they're from, and yeah, where they're yeah. writing type stuff. Yeah. And he was asking like stupid questions and you know, just trying to get like, um, you'd be a perfect host for the show, yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Like the question I got was, uh, what state in the country would you eliminate or something? <laughs> so, but I was like, hey, so I told his wife, and I was like, hey, I, I would love for you to like log in and. I go, you can film in the pits, you can film the the race and whatever, and it actually ended up working really well because she did the live feed, and right. people were able to watch, you know, to see it. And I saw, like, Kilkenny in Milwaukee, like, he saw our race and was, like, super pumped Yeah, because I feel like, you know, he's definitely part of the fast Milwaukee dudes, but he's not. Like, that's one of those dudes that's fucking true hooligan, you know? Um so it was cool to see, like, those people tune in and see what was going on. Yeah. yeah. It looked, um, like,
1: fun, but I kept my connection kept cutting out.
3: Yeah, and I'm sure in Paris it's hard, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <that's the> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Rich, Paris, California. You forgot yeah. to tell them to plug a couple of little coat hanger wires into the <laughs> yeah, thing right. to extend it. Um, yeah, yeah, well, dude, you know, it worked. I mean, we had 27 bikes. Yeah. There was nothing but three shitty-ass trophies. It looked good. It looked like a good turnout. It was good, close, clean racing. Um, and everyone had fun, dude had a good time and it, it's it's everything that it should be and I, I'm definitely one you know, I do see the money that is coming into the sport and I I don't think we should say no because it can be very helpful, but it can't be helpful if it's all going to one person. yeah, you know, my ideas have always been, and I don't get any sponsors for my events really I have if I push forward I can, but it's it's hard for me, hey, I know you gave me saddleman's been great. I know you gave me a fifteen hundred dollar fucking tail section and seat last time. Um, can I get another one a few months later? <laughs> right. Same with SNS, dude. I got a fucking twelve fifty kit from them. I got a helmet from Icon. Like Speed Merchant gave me some of the foot peg sprocket covers. Like I've had some really solid sponsors, but it's just hard to ask for that all the time, yeah. over and over and over. Um, well, you know what, like. Get people going back to them, and it's not so hard. But, I mean, that in itself is probably hard. And, I mean, I it's hard to get money, which is what actually puts on events. So, you know, it's, it's 25 bucks to race my events. And I did a race. The first race that I promoted heavily was in Santa Maria and the track, I was going to ask
1: you, are are you going to be going back to Santa Maria or is there going to be anything coming up in Santa Maria? So
3: that kind of depends. I always piggyback on with, um, Steve Evans who does speedway events. So it kind of depends what he has going on. Um, I don't, you know, I don't go out and see – he'll find, like, the weirdest-ass tracks and want to do stuff. <laughs> and it's just – it's hard to get people out to them. I was going to say Santa Maria is beautiful, but, dude, to get up
1: there for a and, race might be the a little And the track hard. sucks dicks. Oh, does it? Dude, oh, it shit.
3: sucked for Born Free last year. It sucked – every time I've ridden that track, it sucked. Wait, they had Born Free up there? They had uh, the Sportsman Cup or whatever oh, was up there. Oh, shit. Remember? I forgot that they were doing, like, Born <clears throat> Free events now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, so it was super cool. And it was a great event, and they had vendors, and we party our ass off afterwards, but the track sucks. It's loose, gravelly, turn one and two are always wet. By the way, <laughs> whoever waters can't figure out that the shade sits on half, It's so it's next to a hillside. I got you. The shade's on half the track, and the sun's on half the track, and they just water, the water it all the everything. same. And the shade gets- And uh, they try fucking... to make it all DG, and it sucks, dude. It just sucks. Like... Um, so, but yeah, so the track on that one gave us like $2,500 purse or two grand. I don't remember what it was. It was a few years ago. Um, I will remember it was. Because it's wine country. Out in Paris, you might get a little bit of meth to throw down. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll I you remember it was the same day Carver won the Texas half mile. Yeah. Because, and it, it was September 23rd. And I I remember that because he won on the twenty third because he was pumped. But I remember going back to my truck after the yeah after my race and seeing that he had won. Yeah. And I was like, no fucking way. So, um, but so yeah, the track gave us like twenty five hundred dollars, and I was like, this is what I want to do. Keep your fucking money, but charge. I figured it up, and when we were looking at how many riders were going to show up, I was like, charge ten bucks a race. Yeah. And they were like, you think that's a good idea? And I was like, yeah. Well. What if, and I'm like, if people come out because I have $500 to win and that's the only reason they come out, I don't give a fuck if they're at my race. Yeah. I go, but the dude that comes out that's going to battle for last place and have a fucking smile on his face there and be there for a good time, that's who I want at my race. You because- should have kept the money and then. <laughs> um, no, I'm not
1: saying to keep it for keep it, but then rented. Uh Paris later because I'm sure it's well, 2500
3: to rent Paris. Yeah, that but shit. that's I mean uh, that's also hard it's, They weren't just handing me the cash. It yeah. was like, hey, this is I what got we're gonna you do. contingency. Money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So c- to help get riders out is what they wanted to yeah. do, and I get it. And they're thinking, you know, they're going to make it back in the grandstands and pit passes and stuff, and because you know you're still going to pay. It would so it cost more if you went to that event like with you and a mechanic. It cost more to get your mechanic in than it did you. Yeah. Actually, a, um Yeah, fuck mechanics. One of the riders that lives up there, he showed up to watch and it cost him like 40 bucks or 50 bucks cuz he wanted to watch in the pits. So he went to the pits, got a pit pass. Yeah. And I had told him beforehand, I go, "Dude, just miss the heat. We did like three heats in a main." I go, "Just miss the fucking heat. Who cares? It's point based." I'm like, "And there was enough people. <laughs> I think we only had an A main of fast guys and a B main of slow guys." Yeah. And I'm like, so what? You would have been in the A man anyway, and it would have cost you ten bucks to fucking get in. Yeah, I'm like, you were dumb. You paid dumb, forty yeah. or fifty bucks for a pit pass, but I didn't want to go
1: through the pomp and circumstance of bringing a bike and nah, all that shit. Right? People are dumb. Yeah, but
3: um, so that's my or view. he wanted to support the track. I don't know. That's kind of my view and what I look at. Um, <laughs> like those are the things that I try to do, but I don't really get a lot of money sponsors, so that's hard. Yeah, you know, to have cheap entry fees or free entry fees but you're gonna you know, have to sell a few more knives baby yeah <laughs> I don't need to throw mole money at putting fucking races on <laughs> yeah so yeah baby whoa but it overall is a success so it looked like fun and and shout out to a listener who I'm glad because he even said something when we were talking this weekend he still fucking listens all the time but part of the Bama boys Jason Rogers Oh, bam. oh yeah. J-R-I- fucking flew out no shit from Alabama Borrowed a bike, and did the race. Shit
1: hammer. Um,
3: That's gonna be my new name. Shit hammer. Awesome. I mean, how fucking cool is that? Like, flew out, borrowed a fucking bike because he wanted to race with us. Yeah, that dude's you know? legit. I follow. Speaking of Kill Kenny, he's been able to do that too, and was yeah. super pumped. And it's cool when these guys, because guys like that, appreciate kind of like the core and what it's meant to be, and they appreciate where it started. You know, they yeah. know you know, not to sound like an asshole, but they know we started it, you know, or at least what it is and turned into. And, you know, they're super respectful of that, but it's also how they do their stuff where they're at that I'm, I want to be respectful because again, I feel like those guys have the same views. Like they, they like it for what it is, not because it's an easy way to go win a nice purse at the end of the night.
1: Yeah. There's a
3: good, there's a
1: movie. This reminds me of, uh, a movie with Craig T. Nelson in it. I'm trying to look it up on my phone and not. I, I think it's called Ride L- the Wind or Ride with the Wind, something like that. And, uh yeah, he's a flat tracker. He's an old drunk flat tracker. And uh, he rides on principle. And this, it reminds me a lot of that. Like, the people that show up to this come there for the the principle. It's about the principle of the thing. Shit, I forget what the movie that's from. But, yeah, like, that's why they come out. It's not because uh, – the money is because, mm-hmm. damn, fly out from Bama, though. It must have been cheap because nobody's flying because the <laughs> coronavirus. <laughs> the show's been all about that. I heard that in New Zealand, flights were like nine fucking dollars because they were like empty. Huh. And most flights are going to be empty. And and I had a question to somebody. Who was I talking to the other day? What about those fucking cruise ships? Oh, my buddy at work. Oh, he, they're still... I don't know if they still are, but they're stranded, right? We Well, the, here's the thing. Me and my buddy were talking... A, about motorcycles because we're at work, but then he's like, "Yeah, I was gonna, because he's international traveler, and he's like, I was gonna take a cruise, but now I'm like, hell no." And I was like, "Yeah, like, do they burn those ships afterwards?" He's like, "Yeah, like, I'm, you're gonna go back five, you know, five months after they get all this shit off, and there's who knows how long this damn virus thing lasts and the pillows and the sheets and all that stuff." And I was like, "They better just light those things on fire or scuttle them, fucking." <laughs> Uh, It probably costs as much as a a hotel to build millions of dollars, and they just have to sink it. Um, God damn, I wish I knew what it was called. Ride like the wind or ride the wind. Just search up uh, Craig T. Nelson and uh, and, – it's a flat-tracker movie, and he he gets his ass kicked. He, he's hooligan as all get-out in this fucking movie, but it's a good movie. Reminds me a lot of Wiggins and uh, J.R. Rogers. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's going to wrap it for our show. Um, the The Nokomoto boys have been suspiciously quiet. They've been talking about buying fucking some weird little bikes from Australia and some... Goldwing hunk of junk that they've been by they've been pretty quiet about this bosu build but in a in a private email that they sent me it's like oh yeah we got people fabricating stuff for it right now <laughs> and ninja star ninja, they're like they're throwing virtual ninja stars at me i i'm gonna get on mine we're gonna document it we're gonna uh the biggest thing is I need to get it running first. I need to start it. I haven't started it in what, like three years. So, <laughs> so I need to get wait, make, the one out back? Yeah, make sure oh, it's man. The, Yeah, I know. It's a. we gotta get that thing into a Boso uh style so we can win this fucking battle here. So anyway, we've got 14 months to do it and I officially started on the March 1st, I believe. And uh so yeah, we're already a week in and I'm three I'm <laughs> we're already a week in and I'm 13 months behind, I can already tell. Mm. So, yeah, me and Wiggins are talking about it. We're, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do it all in one month and then like let it sit there for twelve month type of guy. So yeah, I already feel like I'm behind. But with that, man, I think we're gonna wrap it I think with uh Brady Walker, the sweet talker here, uh we've done pushed it over two hours. But please we'll see you out at his track day this weekend. And maybe not. I maybe have I may be going full fucking swing on this Bosa Soku bike. We'll see. But uh Carrie and Pat, if you're out at the track day, uh, I'll for sure catch you at the SoCal uh, vintage Grand Prix. Um, if I don't catch you at a track day before that. Um, and Wiggins, go check him out on Wig09, uh, SoCal Hooligans, Field Initiative Knives. We haven't advertised that one for a little bit, but with this knife show coming up, I figured it's very apropos. And Wiggins, you got any amazing sign-up, like just super knowledge to jump on, the, on our <laughs> listeners this week? I like, watch
3: your hand on the stop <laughs> button too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, you got anything to say? Oh, no. gotcha. Right. Got some junk. All right, yeah. out.
1: out to the show check us out on creative writing podcast at gmail.com we will be having a solstice slam uh coming up this summer and if you want to start sending entries for that right now it's going to be slam at creative writing.com send in your music your art your prose your poetry your motorcycle related stories uh this is a listener submission show so whatever you want to
0: submit we'll take it art we'll take it poetry we'll take it uh, a chant for <laughs> To make your brain motorcycles We'll take it uh, Also we did not announce in this uh, Episode But we should have that Paul was the winner Of our patron art
1: um, Extravaganza Let's call it that for, for no uh, better uh, Reason But also we have a bi-monthly patron art submission
0: opportunity for $5 and up patrons so if you're a $5 and up patron of the show go ahead and submit some art Paul we're gonna use your art I'm gonna send you something with your art on it actually and I think we're gonna use it on the banner for uh credit writing page after i
1: refine it a little bit and take that and make it uh smooth it out a little bit make it graphics ready uh so we're gonna do that and it's a two month thing so january february the winner was paul march april who will the winner be we'll see does it will anybody submit man they don't no big deal but if you do it'll be your chance to get your art on something you submit it something you know you crazy fools um, and also thank you so much to our patrons especially our new patron uh, Philip and uh, we'll be looking to get something out to all the patrons here pretty soon um, and yeah until then take it easy both Suzoku updates will be coming and a whole bunch of cool hopefully cool content related to motorcycle building will be uh, going out to our patrons and being updated on our blog So with that, take it easy. Check us out wherever you found us. Uh, Creative Writing Podcast on all the socials except for Twitter, which is creative underscore writer. And uh, don't eat too many leprechaun sauce. All right. Bye.